is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It is the Monty Show. Anything going on in sports? Like anything to talk about today? We'll find out. What a weekend. We take a victory lap on the Kyrie Irving trade. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you know we're doing that. Uh, Kyrie Irving is a Dallas Maverick. What does that mean for the Utah Jazz? Does this impact what the Jazz were going to, are going to do leading up to the Thursday trade deadline? We'll talk about that coming up on the show. Are the Dallas Mavericks now NBA Finals ready? Nah, come on, fam. You know they're not. Luca's a terrible teammate. Did you watch the NFL flag football game? I actually enjoyed it. Certain people who don't pay attention to sports. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, you didn't like it that much. We'll debate that. Who's got the best all-star game? Well. But what a weekend. Welcome into the show, Grum. Seriously, as always, we're presented by the Advocates. Uh, UtahAdvocates.com for the best entry attorneys in the business. Get to the uh, get to the the advocates because I, I tell you all the time if somebody hits you driving distracted if they veer into your lane, you know you have all of these issues going on when you're driving. It's hard enough for you to focus on the road, but when you have to worry about people on their phones eating while they're driving, doing all this stuff, battling their kids. And maybe they bump you off your motorcycle. Maybe they hit you while you were riding your bike. Maybe they hit you while you were driving your car. That's not your fault. You didn't deserve to get into an accident, but you do deserve an advocate at theadvocates.com where you never come out of pocket to get the best representation in the business. No consultation fees, no retainers. You don't pay the advocates until they win your case at theadvocates.com. To all of our Phoenix listeners, hey, they just opened a brand new office in Arizona. Make sure you check them out at theadvocates.com. Um, just a crazy weekend in the NBA. I mean, I, I think one of the things that really stands out to me is this whole, obviously with the Kyrie Irving trade, he goes to Dallas. And I think one of the details that's lost in this trade is, yes, they get a first-round pick. Yes, they get two second-round picks. But the Dallas Mavericks also got Markeith Morris, which I think is a big deal when you send out Spencer Dinwiddie as well as Dorian Finney-Smith, and it makes you feel like the Dallas Mavericks should be better. But Jake, are the Dallas Mavericks now NBA Finals contenders? Yeah, I'm not ready to say that yet. I, I think that you know the the natural reaction is to question you know the this roster a little bit so you get to the western conference finals with jalen brunson and you know you had obviously that really you know contentious series with utah and a couple other series and things you went through like you know so you you made it pretty far with the luca brunson backcourt but i look at this kyrie luca pairing and and i think it really depends on where kyrie's at on this trade personally i think you know there's a a, a really solid chance that that kyrie knew that that joe side wasn't going to trade him to the lakers and that's you know allowed or or maybe even forced kyrie to be in a place mentally where he was like all right well i'm gonna go somewhere or basically i'm gonna have to wait till the summer to get to la with Braun, and so that means that I'm going to play the second half of the season with somebody. Could be Dallas, could be Phoenix, who the hell knows, but i got to have an open mindset to whoever that's going to be. So if that's the Kyrie they're getting, 
then yeah, maybe they can get to the NBA Finals because then that would, you know, the whole, hey, they're both ball hogs. They both, you know, are on the ball, you know, type guys. Maybe that's not as much of an issue. But I, I think we just, I, I'm done giving Kyrie the benefit of the doubt. I'm done sitting here saying that, this guy is a must-have on a team or is some great guy because he's not he is about him and i respect that but let's not let's not sit here and and just auto bid them into the nba finals because i don't think that's the case well i think the shocking thing about this trade demand is the fact that joe sai went out of his way to accommodate what kyrie irving needed like yes. I, I feel like joe sai bent over backwards to put Kyrie in a position where he could succeed. Yes. And I feel like Kyrie Irving paid him back by simply demanding a trade after the Nets said, hey, we're not going to guarantee your contract. Because do you guys understand that the Nets with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in the last four years, those two guys have played the same game together only 88 times. <coughs> I said 88 <coughs> times in four years, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving have played together. Yeah. Now, some of that absolutely is that Kevin Durant had his own injury issues. But a lot of this is the Kyrie injuries, the Kyrie suspensions, the, I mean, just all of the ridiculousness that goes on with Kyrie Irving and he doesn't play this game or that game. He misses an exorbitant amount of time. Yeah. And he's played just over, I believe it's 140 games for the Brooklyn Nets in four years. The guy has missed a ton of time. It makes it really difficult to rely on Kyrie Irving. And so when you look at a team like Dallas, and I, I actually do think this makes the Dallas Mavericks an NBA Finals contender because I don't think they're done. I, I've heard repeatedly yesterday that the Mavericks got much more aggressive once the Kyrie Irving deal was finalized because they're trying to add another piece because there's also this component, and I think finally people in Dallas are waking up to the idea that Luka Doncic is a very selfish player. You know. And it doesn't mean that Kyrie Irving's going to have the impact he had in in Brooklyn because he also, by the way, needs the ball in his hands. Yeah. And I think that's something you have to consider when we talk about how good Dallas is. Kyrie Irving is a volume player, whether that's ball handling, assists, shooting. This is also a guy who likes to shoot a lot. He likes to shoot threes. He likes to play in the mid-range. That typically has not worked with with Luka Doncic in Dallas, like wh whether it's Chris Tapps Porzingis or any of the myriad of players that have gone through Dallas, it has typically not been easy for other guys, other superstars, if you will, to fit in with Luka Doncic. And I think this is a big, big test for Luka. And I understand that there's a lot of attention being paid to Kyrie, and there should be. But I think there should also be a lot of attention being paid to Luka Doncic. Mm -hmm. Because around the league, I can tell you straight away, on Friday and Saturday, when we were hearing about a Luka Doncic-Kyrie Irving partnership, there were a lot of people that were saying, hey, this isn't going to work because Luka's one of the least desirable superstars in the league to be a teammate with. And I think all of the, the, the nonsense that happened with Chris Tapps Porzingis really did damage Luka's reputation as a teammate. And now we're going to get a litmus test because Kyrie is difficult to be teammates with at all. And he's a guy who has a reputation for being very selfish. How does that play with Luka Doncic, who has a reputation for being very selfish? 
I don't know, Jake. I think that's one of the major components that we have to pay attention to here. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It's on Kyrie to make it work because he's coming to Lucas' team. I, I, I think that. Wow, you, you know, really think yeah, it's on him? Yeah, 100%. I mean, Lucas, not like, yeah, Lucas got a reputation, certainly. I mean, there's no doubting that of, of being, like you just said, like <laughs> an on the ball, you know, not a great teammate type guy. But, yeah. but I'm not going to sit here and, and say that Lucas' reputation is worse than Kyrie's or somehow, you know, this is on Luca to make it work. It's not on Luca to make it work because you're essentially getting uh what a three-month rental like we all know that Kyrie's hitting unrestricted free agency this summer like it ain't it's not a secret so to me yeah. this is this is if Kyrie wants to make the best of this it's on him like if I'm if I'm Luca my mindset is okay I just need to get the most out of Kyrie Irving that I can get you know that's just that's just what it is, and and I need to continue carrying the load. But now instead of having to put up forty five a night, like I need to put up thirty a night and have ten assists. I need to, you know, less points, more assists, more facilitating, you know, higher efficiency. That's what that's what I'd be looking at if I was Luca. But again, I I also think this this conversation around how long it's going to take them to figure out how to play together is important because. Everybody thought, oh, well, it's Kyrie and it's KD and just throw them on the floor and it'll be fine. But there was a lot of growing pains with those two. And and I think too often NBA front offices think that you can just slap these guys together on the floor and it's going to work perfectly. And I'm here to tell you that's not how it works. Well, I agree with that. I don't think that this is an easy marriage made. And I, I think when you you really start looking at what this does to Dallas, I think this clearly makes them arguably the best team in the West. I think that they can now compete with Denver and Memphis. There's no question about that. My biggest question is, what are the L.A. Clippers going to do? Because the Clippers tried to get Kyrie Irving as well. Mm-hmm. Does this put them squarely in play now in the Fred Van Vliet sweepstakes? Because we know, as sources with the Jazz have told us, the Jazz and the Clippers have had conversations about Mike Conley. And I think one thing that's really clear is the Clippers know they have to get a point guard. And I think the best available point guard now is Fred Van Vliet in Toronto. Mm-hmm. The question is... What do the Clippers have to offer? Because Luke Kennard isn't even getting a taste of Kyrie Irving in this in this debate. Because very clearly, this came down to the Lakers and the Mavericks, as we're going to talk about in a minute. I think Fred Van Vliet from Toronto, it's going to be really interesting to see where he ends up. Because I, I don't know, if you look at what's on that Clipper roster, what can they really offer to Toronto? And I also think, by the way, one of the the bigger offshoots of this Kyrie Irving trade is if this had gone on all week, I think it would have really damaged the trade market in the NBA. I think that it got over quickly. And as we told you on Friday, the Nets were not in in slow mode here. They wanted to get Kyrie Irving gone as soon as possible. It was a huge distraction for the organization. They wanted him gone and he is gone. And I think that's huge for teams like the Utah Jazz, the LA Clippers, and the LA Lakers, who we know are busy trying to make trades. Because if he's still there, I think it puts a I, I think it puts a lock on the trade market until Kyrie gets traded. Come on, let's go, Schlepper. Yeah, because the Lakers aren't out making the trades we've been talking about. Yeah. The Clippers aren't out making the trades we've been talking about. Like you listen to the the news cycle, you understand there are only what I would guess two or three major sellers at the deadline. I think the Jazz are one, and I think the Toronto Raptors are the other. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I think everybody else is a buyer. Everybody else, the Brooklyn Nets are a buyer. The Lakers are a buyer. I think Dallas is still a buyer. The Clippers 
are absolutely a buyer. You look at the Knicks. I, I, the Knicks are supposedly out trying to make every deal they can get their hands on. Yeah. Uh, like they, there are a lot of teams out there buying, but I just don't know that there's a lot of deals that are going to be made because I think this summer has the potential with all of the draft buzz, I think this summer has the potential to be bananas, Jake. Yeah, well, and I think that you know the 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 thing about it is that yeah, the Kyrie trade allowed the Kyrie trade allowed the market to keep moving forward. But but I think this thing about like you have to be cognizant as someone in our position and as a fan listening to shows like ours and consuming content like ours, like you got to be cognizant of the fact that that like you know guys like LeBron James and guys like Rob Palinka and guys you know, like Mark Cuban, like all these front office people, you know, Jeannie Buss, like they all knew before we knew that Kyrie was available. Like they, they knew that. And, 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 and to me, it's, it, it hasn't been a secret that Kyrie's been a problem in Brooklyn. It was only a question of how long was he continue going to continue to be a problem in Brooklyn. And it seemed like things had smoothed over and it seemed like things had happened and then let's not forget, right? Like, Bron was in Brooklyn. You know, a lot of people felt like, oh, well, Bron went to Kyrie and did some recruiting and talked to some people and did some things. And that's why this Kyrie deal, that's why Kyrie requested a trade. In fact, I would go a step further. I, I was told over the weekend, and really on Friday, I think it was, we talked about it as the days run together here on the show. But I think on Friday, we talked about it on the, the live, the special live show we did. The show Grum. I think LeBron... There is some belief around the league that LeBron was one of the main reasons Kyrie demanded a trade. I think Kyrie thought he was going to get to the LA Lakers with this trade. And I think if you followed us yesterday, if you follow me on Twitter and you follow the show, you know that yesterday we told you Joe Sy essentially said, I'm not trading Kyrie Irving to the Lakers. He went through the process and I think Joe Sy was so upset with Kyrie Irving that he said, I'll almost trade him anywhere but the Lakers. He was hell-bent not to trade Kyrie Irving to the Lakers. Are we clear on that? And from what, I, from what I was told yesterday and on Saturday, Joe Sy felt betrayed by Kyrie Irving. And I think this is, a, this is a, a significant part of this conversation, is that Joe Sy, the owner of the Brooklyn Nets, felt like he did a lot for Kyrie Irving, especially when the... the the uproar happened in the Jewish community against Kyrie Irving. He was suspended for that time. And yeah. Josiah really supported Kyrie. He didn't cut him. He didn't suspend him for the year. Like, he stood with Kyrie Irving. This past summer, when the whole Kevin Durant trade demand thing and Kyrie trade demand thing, he stood with Kyrie Irving. He supported him over these last two years which have been nothing short of tumultuous. I don't think anybody debates that. Yeah. Joe Sy felt like he supported Kyrie Irving. For Kyrie then to turn around this week and demand a trade a week before the NBA trade deadline, sources told me that Joe Sy felt betrayed by that. And the moment that happened, Joe Sy said, I'm done, he's gone. I want him out of here. And they traded him in two days. The biggest trade of the NBA calendar year in the last 12 months happened in two days. What are you, must? And I think that says, hey, we were open for business. We wanted him gone. I think that very clearly is how this trade got done. Mm -hmm. But sources close to Brooklyn and around the NBA told us that Joe Sy was never going to trade him to the Lakers. They went through the process. They took offers from the Lakers. And frankly, as we told you, Jeannie Buss went all in on Kyrie Irving. 
Sources close to the Lakers also told us that Jeannie Buss was like, yeah, let's do it. Give them the two future first round picks. Let's include Austin Reeves. Let's get this deal done no matter what it takes. Because I think now over the last couple of months, and it's mind blowing, but I think over the last couple of months, Jeannie Buss has finally recognized that LeBron James is still one of the best players in the world and that LeBron is in a position and playing well enough to carry this franchise with just a little help through the Western Conference and potentially to another NBA Finals. If they can just get AD to stay healthy and if they were to add Kyrie Irving, the LA Lakers are a championship force in the Western Conference. She went all in to her credit and if we're going to sit around and rip Jeannie Buss, I think you also have to give her some credit. She finally said, do what you have to do. We're all in to get Kyrie Irving. And unfortunately, and unbeknownst to the Lakers, Joe Sy was never going to trade him to LA because I don't think there's any doubt Kyrie Irving's preferred destination was the Los Angeles Lakers in the same locker room as LeBron James. Oh. And I think Joe Sy was never going to let that happen. Yeah. So I think it's been a very interesting process, but... I also will tell you quite confidently, I feel like we nailed this Kyrie Irving trade. Um, you know, we 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 don't often take victory laps with illustrations on this show. Right, illustrations. Right, but if it's you time for illustrations if on you the program. Look at, if you look at what we have here and you just start looking at some of the 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 things that, that we told you that were going to happen. You know, you, we'll, start with th- we'll start with this one right here. We tweeted this. Uh, NBA sources tell me the Brooklyn Nets fully intend to trade Kyrie before the trade deadline, and Joe Sy has said Kyrie will not play for the Nets again. To which we then tweeted, um, NBA uh, sources told us Nets owner Joe Sy feels betrayed by Kyrie Irving's trade request. Sy has told people in the organization he supported Kyrie when just about everyone wanted to cut him. That in addition to accommodating all of Kyrie's other quote-unquote baggage throughout the last several years. And some of that baggage is related to his conversion uh, to the Muslim faith because that had a huge impact on Kyrie's abilities to play um, during Ramadan, which from sunup to sundown, (coughs) part of the the Muslim faith requires you during Ramadan to fast. So you do not eat from sunup to sundown, which by the way, that time of year... Kyrie Irving's playing NBA games. Kyrie Irving is training, practicing, getting ready to play. And there were a lot of times where his teammates were frustrated with the fact that Kyrie just didn't feel good. Kyrie didn't have his normal energy. And you would see him on the Nets bench eating, coming out of the locker room with a sandwich at one point because the, the official time of sundown had hit and he was able to eat for the day. And there were a lot of people who felt like, the Nets went out of their way to accommodate him on that, yeah. which they did. I, I don't have any doubt about that. Um, we moved on to, hey, NBA sources told me Lakers owner Jeannie Buss is all in on Kyrie Irving, has told Rob Palenka he has her blessing, whoa, blessing to trade players and draft picks to make a deal happen. I'm also told Kyrie has let the Lakers know he would sign an extension uh, in L.A. Because one of the I big questions it. here is, is Kyrie for one first-round pick two second-round picks, and two 29-year-old players who, frankly, Dorian Finney-Smith and Spencer Dinwiddie are not young, Mm -hmm. but certainly still have probably, what, five years left in the league. That's a lot to give up for a guy that's going to be a three-month rental if worse comes to worse. And Kyrie, who who we told you, hey, he's been his agent and his representation 
have been talking to the Lakers, amongst others, about the future, and he had told the Lakers, I will sign an extension with you. Now, we got a lot of heat for all of those tweets. And then Chris Haynes comes out and says, Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets received LA's trade proposal that included the team's two first-round picks and a Phoenix offer of Chris Paul, Jay Crowder, and unspecified picks. And all of a sudden, all the haters got real quiet on Twitter yesterday. Can you do because it was like, oh, look at this. You're an embarrassment. You know, like you get the, the typical heat, right, right? Right, right, Well, then all the haters kind of went away. And then uh, Shams at The Athletic releases an article where, and if you watch the live stream we did on Friday about this, I specifically said on that, on that live stream, the Lakers would include two first-round picks and the starting point would be Russ and Austin Reeves. I straight up said that. And what do you know? According to Shams, um, the Nets informed the Lakers that in order to make an offer to get into the Irving sweepstakes, they would require all of their young players, such as Austin Reeves and Max Christie, a pick swap in addition to Westbrook and their two first-round picks. Mm -hmm. So not only did Chris Haynes confirm what we reported on Friday and Saturday, he, he confirmed that yesterday night. Shams released an article at The Athletic yesterday night confirming exactly what we had reported. What I just said. I mean, you know. Yeah, man. I don't know what else we can do. Well, you know? I mean, your sources are trust me, bro. Yeah, so, trust me, know. bro. I yeah. mean, trust me, bro, really took care of me on this one. Um, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I'll just take the victory lap and happily so. That we nailed this trade and I feel really good about it. Yeah. I feel really good about, you know, the, anyway. Yeah. All right. Less of me, more of you here on the Monty Show. Uh, let's get your comments in here where, you know, I, what are your thoughts on the Kyrie trade? Is Dallas now an NBA championship contender? What does this mean to the Utah Jazz? Do you like this trade? Was it a good trade for the Dallas Mavericks? Let's talk about that with you. And don't forget all of our NBA and Utah Jazz talk on this show is presented by Quick Quack Car Wash. Hey, thank you to everybody, including Raphael, talking yes. with Raphael podcast, who tweeted us a photo going through Quick Quack Car Wash. Love when you guys do that. Would love to be able to hook you guys up with Quick Quack. Make sure you go through. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show because I'm telling you again, over the weekend, Klaus was looking amazing. My Audi SQ5, as it was pulled up onto a flatbed, I actually <laughs> noticed I got in the car, um, I guess it was Saturday night, to come to the Utah Grizzlies game. And my car was just dead. Would not turn on. Don't know what happened. But I did notice yesterday morning when I was getting it pulled onto a flatbed, I was like, damn, those wheels look good. <laughs> the little details that you get at Quick Quack Car Wash... Like I have actual like steel wheels on my car. Like I have I have a, a great wheel package. And I don't clean them differently. I go through Quick Quack and they come out looking fire. And I love the fact that they give you damp towels to dry your car with. I love that they have multiple vacuum attachments. It's just a good experience. Finally, we have a car wash in Utah, a Quick Quack car wash that you look forward to going to. Because it's not crazy expensive. Their memberships are really, really affordable and well-priced. And the people are actually friendly. It's awesome to do business with Quick Quack Car Wash. All right, let's get your thoughts in here. Who is first in this morning? Oh, of course. Kanai Johnson says, Typical. top of the morning, fellas. Kanai, your 
more and more regularly. KJ's the first one at the top of the stack. He says, Kyrie and Luka look good on paper, but both are dominant ball handers. So we shall see how this works. Totally agree with that. Yep. Totally agree with that. Yep. Jazzketball second in says, hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Mavs got worse. That has been a common opinion about the Kyrie, <laughs> about the Kyrie trade, that the Mavs are not better. But let's be honest, from a basketball perspective, the Dallas Mavericks are a better team. There's this no morning. getting around that Kyrie Irving's better than Spencer Dinwiddie or better than, you know, Dorian Finney Smith. Like yeah, there's absolutely. no getting around that. But the problem is, and, and I, I will die on this damn hill, NBA rosters and success in the NBA is not about having all the biggest names. It's about cohesiveness in your starting five. That's and right. That's the problem in Phoenix. That's the problem in LA. That's been the problem in Brooklyn, right? Like it's not a problem in Milwaukee, you know, like it's not a problem in Boston. Like you have these clubs that have cohesiveness and have developed guys and are working on things and they're going far in the league. And then you have other teams that want to throw a bunch of stuff on a roster and think that it's just going to auto work. And that's not how it works. You know, I think it is it is really interesting to see how all of this plays out. It is it is just it's such a shock that the Dallas Mavericks are the team that ended up with Kyrie Irving. I don't think it was a surprise that they were involved in it, but I think it's stunning that they are the ones that ended up with him. I thought certainly it would be Los Angeles. I thought certainly it would be the Lakers or the Clippers. I thought the Miami Heat but it turns out the Miami Heat were simply told, hey, you don't have enough to even start a conversation, right? And I thought it was really ballsy of Mark Cuban and the Mavericks to swoop in like that. And I say, hey, good on you, dude. Like, I don't think there's any doubt there was shock around the, uh, around I, the NBA about I that. I think that I agree with you about Mark Cuban and they deserve credit. But I want to give all the credit to Joe Sy. Stick it to Kyrie, dude. Like, give the guy the bird. Send his ass out of here, but dude. But why like, wait so long to trade him? Because because nothing in this world is black and white. Just because everyone's telling you to trade Kyrie and, you know, hey, get this guy the hell out of here, that doesn't, that doesn't you know, just set aside the fact that he's one yeah. of the best players. Frankly, he's one of the best point guards we've ever seen in the league. Like, that's just the reality of the situation. You want to talk about handle, finishing package, shooting the three, you know. Like, shooting like, in all three levels. Yeah. He's got a... Like Obviously, everything. he's an elite three-point shooter, mid-range player, finishes at the rim. The only thing that he lacks in his passing. Passing has always been something that's second in his game, and that's fine. But it's not fine when you're on a team yeah. with a guy who is, frankly, one of the best players in the league right now. So that's why I say, like, I love that Joe Sy finally just said, hey, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm over it. Like, I'm moving on from this guy. Like, I yep. love it. Totally. Uh, Connor Tulin simply says, uh, more, Monty in the morning. That's exactly That's right. right. That's right. Good morning, Connor. Anthony uh, Kobe this morning, if you don't smash the like button, you just might be a casual. You're exactly casual. right. Uh, we are 500 views deep into the show with only 22 likes. Let's go hit the like button. Appreciate you uh, mentioning that, Kobe. Uh, Blake Phillips, people are reporting Arizona, Arizona State are not considering the Big 12. I, okay. Maybe they're not. Uh, Tony S22 says a lot of talk here in Miami about Jovich going to Utah. Absolutely. And we told you that last week mm -hmm. that Miami has kind of moved on Kelly Olynyk and Malik Beasley. Uh, we've talked a lot about both of them being available. Miami has be become the aggressor, especially on that combo of Kelly Olynyk and Malik Beasley. And late last week, they agreed to include Nikola Jovich in a deal 
for Kelly Olenek and Malik Beasley. And I think that you can make that deal happen. The problem is the Utah Jazz, I am told by sources in the, it, within the club, want nothing to do with Duncan Robinson's deal. Like he is, he's making $15 million a year, I think. And he just cannot defend. He's a, a, a lovely shooter, but the guy just is a defensive liability and you can't play him. He does not make you better, especially when I believe he's got three years left on his deal. The Jazz just don't want anything to do with Duncan Robinson's contract. That's going to be a a a really a a block to making a Jazz Heat Olenek Beasley deal. Jovic is a guy that the Jazz, Danny Ainge, from what I understand, has told the Heat, if we're going to make a deal, Jovic has to be involved. Yeah, the problem with Robinson's deal is you still is is you're right is the you know the. The average annual value, $18 million is what it is. Oh, excuse me. But yep. three years to go still, which means you're about $58 million deep on that contract. Fully guaranteed, yeah. by the way. So, so that's the problem. And by the way, it's not like this guy is some spring chicken. He's 28 years old, yeah. and he doesn't play defense. And frankly, he's been in just an average three-point shooter. He's had trouble. Duncan Robinson has had trouble consistently getting playing time because he just is he is, he is a guy that you can't trust on the floor in in big moments because he cannot defend. Yeah, and it's it's been a thing with them. I also think he's had some free throw issues. If memory serves, like he's just had issues. You gave him a massive contract that you're going to have trouble unloading, and somebody's going to have to do you a favor, and you're going to have to overpay the Jazz <coughs> if you want them to take Duncan Robinson. Yep. And, and I don't know what that look what that looks like. I mean, if I'm the Miami Heat, I understand why you want Beasley and Olenek. I mean, they they need depth and size. And they need a, another three-point shooter on the wing. By the way, you're also starting Tyler Hero now. So, mm -hmm. like, the dynamic in Miami's changed. And I think one of the other things with the Heat is Jimmy Butler's not getting younger. He's getting older. And I think if there is, if they are in a championship window, and I think with Jimmy and with Bam and with Hero, you probably are. But you're nowhere near Boston at this point. I don't know that – I mean, you can – I know is Miami that much? Is Miami significantly better than Philly? Philly? No, no, they're not. I think Philly's better. I think Cleveland is Miami better than Cleveland? Not definitively. Not definitively. Are they better? Like they're better than the Bulls? I yeah. would take they're better than. But look at Milwaukee. Miami's not better than Milwaukee in my opinion. Like no. you're not. You're not. You're now better than Brooklyn. I, mm. I don't think there's any doubt know, about dude. that. I don't know. We also got to talk about that. I like what Brooklyn's got. I like how this kind of worked out because Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie's a big time player. He's a big yeah. he's a big moment player, and I think that Dinwiddie can be more than what Joe Harris has been for this team. Meaning that Dinwiddie can knock down the three, but Dinwiddie can also get his own bucket, and that's and that's kind of the difference when I look at when I look at um, you know this roster for Brooklyn. Like I'm looking at this and I'm saying, okay, yeah, I like. I like me some KD, Claxton, Dinwiddie, Royce O'Neal. Like, I <laughs> right? like that. That's a that's a lineup, frankly, that can play some defense. I'm not saying that Dinwiddie's some amazing defender, but he's certainly not a liability on a defensive end. Right. And you combine him with Claxton, who's a guy that obviously is still up and coming, but I think has made major strides and major improvements. He's still one of those guys that you can hack a shack. He's got to work on that. But, you know, other than that, like, he's a pretty good big in the league. So, to me... I, I think that what's being undersold is what Brooklyn is now because I think Brooklyn, without Kyrie, without that distraction, yeah, certainly on paper it's all on Durant, but but Durant's shown that he's willing 
to be unselfish, and he's willing to make the yeah. right basketball play. Yep, totally agree. Marby Dog, good morning to you. He says, on the show Friday, you both said over and over the Mavs would not get Kyrie. Wrong. Cool, I was wrong about the Mavs not getting Kyrie. I, I, think, I think the Mavs getting Kyrie was shocking. Yeah, nobody said that, the Mavs were getting Kyrie. That dude. they got, that they gave up a, and furthermore, that they only had to give up one first round pick and two twos and two 29 year old role players is shocking. Yeah, you know what nobody said? You know what nobody said? And, and I'm glad you're here for this fight, Morby. I'm, I'm glad it's cool. Nobody saw Joe Sy trying to screw Kyrie. Nobody no. saw, no. hey, Joe Sy's got vitriol for Kyrie. So it is what it is, dude. But the reality of the situation is nobody saw Dallas you coming in. You passed up with 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 the Dallas deal. Understand what what Brooklyn gave up. They passed on two first round picks, a second round pick, a pick swap, a forty seven million dollar expiring contract, and Austin Reeves, one of the better young combo forwards in the league. That's what you passed on. For two 29-year-old players, two second-round picks, and a first-round pick? And you gave up Marquise Morris to go with Kyrie? Yeah. Like, are, are you kidding me? So don't, don't come in here. Come on now. Don't come in here and try and say, oh, well, you guys said he was never going to Dallas. You got that wrong. Yeah, we may have got yeah, it hey. wrong, but everybody on planet Earth got it wrong because nobody was measuring Joe size vitriol for Kyrie Irving, and that's what makes... This story, great. So, frankly, I'm happy to be wrong on, on this yeah, one. absolutely. E.T. says, what do you make of LeBron's cryptic tweet, maybe it's me? I don't know. I, I think don't... it's pretty straightforward. I don't think there's any guessing on what that means. Yeah, I, I, I think it's maybe it's me, but this is a ridiculous trade that the Nets accepted. Uh, maybe it's me. I don't know what that means. I have no idea what that means. But what it tells me is he's frustrated. He's upset about it. Like, he thought... I think, I truly believe LeBron thought he could engineer this deal. I think LeBron James thought, hey, I'm LeBron James. I'm going to get this deal done. And that did not happen. And I know that LeBron, I've heard for three, four months now, LeBron and Jeannie Buss have had battles over what the shape of this organization should be. But I got to tell you, those two first round picks, and I think we've talked about this openly on the, the showgram here. Those two first-round pick the Lakers have, I don't think they're that valuable. I don't think that they're going to sway somebody to be like, oh, well, I better send Kyrie to the Lakers instead of Dallas, who gave me one first-round pick and two twos, instead of the Lakers' two first-round picks in the future. Mm -hmm. Like, you feel like those two first-round picks just aren't that valuable anymore. And it, it, it feels like LeBron understands the Lakers tried and they failed. And they didn't only try, they really tried. They offered Austin Reeves in that... Do you understand how good Austin Reeves is? And they were willing to give that for a malcontent, a guy that's been a career perpetually pain-in-the-ass player. Yeah. And Brooklyn said no. So I don't know what else the Lakers could do. You can call the Lakers incompetent. You can laugh at them. Okay, great. They did what they needed to do to get this trade done. And yeah. Joe Sy essentially raised his middle finger at Kyrie Irving. Yeah. And, and it is, it's unbelievable justice. I don't even, I, I don't even know what you said. That's that You passed on two first yeah, round picks, two saying. twos it's and not, a swap. That's what I'm saying. This whole concept Man. of, oh, you said he wasn't going to Dallas. Well, there's no reason for him to go to Dallas. I, there's only one no, I, reason he went to Dallas. And that's because the owner of the Brooklyn Nets wanted to F Kyrie. That's what it is. Like that's, 
hey, dude, you've been a problem. You betrayed me. You're not going to the Lakers on my watch. You're going to Dallas. It's, it, but you have to go back to Danny Ainge and Boyan Bogdanovich. It's the same Because that's the same thing, the essentially. Difference is, the difference, though, is that this wasn't about the Lakers. No, Let's this was about really Kyrie. clear, right? Yeah. Danny's thing was about the Lakers. And I get down. I get it, Danny. You didn't you, like you weren't happy. They wouldn't give up those picks in a Boyan package, so you spited them. I totally get it. So, like, the motivation is the same, but be very clear on the difference. The difference is Danny was about the Lakers. Josiah was about Kyrie, and this Kyrie thing is a seismic mm. thing in the league, man. Dude, seriously, I don't even. Yeah, uh, Sam Lot, what's up, my guy? Good to see you. What's up, dude? Uh, Pudge NYC, Pudge. My guy, where you been? Facial recognition, bro. Yeah, dude. Punch. I love it. He's got the facial recognition as facial a, recognition as a as a thumbnail. Facial recognition. Love it, dude. Good to see you, my guy. Uh, Kurt Myers. Good morning to you. Uh, Lewis in the GZ says an illustration showgram is the best. Program. It it makes those people who called you hacks shudder in disbelief. Yeah. Hey, man. I don't often do victory laps like with. With like visual <gasps> visual aids, but you know, sometimes you gotta flex a little bit. Yeah. You know. Um, it's fun. It's it's all in fun. Yeah. Uh Hullabilly, what's up, my guy? He says, Morning everyone. I want a DFS in a jazz uniform. Oh well. Yeah. DFS. Dorian Finney Smith. Ah, gotcha. Thank you. I don't think that Why though? Look, the guy the guy is a solid role player, but he's not somebody that that the, I I never felt like Dorian Finney Smith was somebody that the Jazz should, you know, pine after and try to add to this roster. I just didn't, like, he's it's a nice just little a wrong, player. It's just like, a wrong time. Yeah. He's 29, going to be 30. It's the right time to be a Brooklyn Net for DFS. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. I don't think he's a bad player. I just, I think it's the wrong time. That's what I would say. Troy, uh, Troy Cushing, what's up, dude? Uh, Super, or I'm sorry, Spider Mail 3. Whoa. Spider Mail 3. I don't think Luca is a selfish player. He provides you he provides you with the most assists that one can. That is just a bad take. Oh, I, well then everybody's got bad takes on Luca. Because yeah. that's not me saying that. That's me agreeing with that. Yeah. People around the NBA have have said that for years about him because if you look at the guys he's played with, he just doesn't make guys around him better. He is not a distributor. He is a guy that is a volume shooter. Now, does he rack up assist numbers? Yeah, because he's routinely doubled and tripled. But if he was, if he would shoot less and pass more, and I don't mean take half the shots, take five less shots a game and have, take those five shots and turn them into five dimes. What happens to the Dallas Mavericks? I think they win a lot more. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's taken 22 attempts from two a game. And he's taken almost eight attempts from three a game. That's a like, lot. You're over 30 attempts a game. And, and that's fine. Like, look, I'm not saying the guy's a crap player because he shoots the ball a lot. I mean, I'd shoot the ball a lot on that team. Like, I get it. Yeah. But but I, 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 it's more about the way you play the game. Like, I, like, this is what makes LeBron so great, right? This is what makes, like, Kevin Durant's evolution as a player. It's why he's been able to take the next step. Because, again, like, these guys start to understand, like, Hey, like it's not good enough just to pass the ball. It you you have to put guys in a position to score. You have to put guys in a prime position, you know, wide open in the corner or, you know, like wide open under the basket because you drove a certain way. Like 
you know, so I disagree that it's a bad take that Luca's selfish. That what you what's a bad take is saying, hey, this guy's a bad player and he, you know, he's not going to evolve. Or because remember, he's only twenty three years old and he's this good. Like yeah. we can't lose sight of that. So I'm no Luka Doncic guy. I don't like the you know the pining towards the officials. I don't like the crying and all the like. I, I well, just don't. Uh, but love I the also antics. look at. I look at Chris Stapp's Porzingis, and he's back to being an efficient scorer. Yeah. He's he's a guy that's back. He's scoring the way he scored with the Knicks now. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that happens is you have to dramatically alter your mindset to play well and thrive with Luka. Yeah. Is Kyrie Irving that guy? Well, he's never shown the, the ability to be that guy. He's never changed. He's The moment he left he, he, Cleveland, he was a wreck in Boston. He's been a wreck in, in Brooklyn, like – it's just, and I do think that there is something to be said that anything in Brooklyn is going to be a wreck because yeah. I just think there's no leadership there. And and I don't mean KD's a bad leader. Joe Sy doesn't have the balls to do what needs to be done to be a dynamic leader from the ownership box. Facial recognition. And I, he's no Jimmy Dolan. But he'll do. But he'll do. Uh, I think there's just a lack of leadership in that organization. That's just me. Like, I... I yeah. I think that's a big problem there. It is a it is a big big problem. And we'll see. Let's see what happens when Kyrie's not in that locker room anymore. They got rid of two big headaches. And the other issue is when you look at what they gave up to get James Harden. Like they're in a hole for a long time. They're making trades and they're signing free agents, or they're not going to add talent. They don't have draft capital. Yeah. Yeah. They're not, what is it? Their next four or five drafts are essentially gone. To Houston because of the the James Harden, but this deal. is the flow of the league, right? Let's, I mean, let's also like I don't disagree, but let's also be real. Like you've got a lot of talent on that team. Like you should be able to make a run here. You should be able to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. Um, Marby Dog, I don't know what this means. Massive copping on the show today. What does that even mean? What does that mean? I have no. By idea the way, what that means. by the way, Marby. Hey, bud, like, I love that you're on the show, right? I love it. But you're the only one saying negative things. You're the only so one far. bringing negative-ass comments to the show today. And and the reality of the situation is I've seen three, four of your comments that we haven't read so far just because we get so many comments. But I've seen him going through the stack. And you're the only one talking about how, you know, we shouldn't dislocate our arm patting ourselves on the back. Well, guess what? I'm going to pat ourselves on the back Absolutely. when when we get quite literally, not an exaggeration, quite literally thousands of comments a month saying, hey, you guys don't know what you're talking about. You don't have sources. This guy t- gets his ass beat on Twitter constantly because, you know, that's what <laughs> Twitter that. is. Like, well, but you do. There's always some commenter, you know, tweeting at you about, oh, this guy's making this up. And is this even reliable information? Like, I see it but all that's the time, what, dude. See, like, that's what Twitter's become. But my point is not, like, my point is, my point is, is that we're going to take a quick little victory lap for two minutes to to show you the work we put in because by the way it's not like we just show up and do the show and go home there's a lot of work that happens behind the scenes so marby you can keep you can keep trying to bring your negative ass comments in here but i'm not here for it this should be a positive energy type show nameless ghoul says i think this trade is terrible for the mavs too much baggage with Kyrie. dude's never happy hey, well i think there's certainly a risk right like that's part of the risk like if you, Ky- like, but Kyrie's going to free agency Mm-hmm. And if Kyrie wants to get paid, he's going to have to be a he's going to have to be a good citizen in Dallas. And I think 
you're going to see that. When you have all these guys that are on contract years, like their last chances, you have to behave. You have to perform. Like, I mean, you, you look at guys like James Harden who left a ton of money on the table. He's having a great year. You look at a guy like Kyrie. After this incident it, it, with his comments about the Jewish community, and mm -hmm. he's having a great year. Like, it, 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 that seems to have already been forgotten, and a lot of that is he's been arguably the best player without KD on the floor. Like, he, he got traded like that, man. Two days, gone, done, demanded a trade, see you later. And they got a first-round pick and two twos for him. Like, yeah. these guys have value around the league. Is James Harden in Philly next year? I don't know. Is Kyrie in Dallas next year? I don't know. But, but like James Harden in Philly is a good example. Like you notice how that's just been kind of average. They haven't they haven't won anything. Like you've been dealing with this or that or like like I'm not saying well, they suck, but they haven't been like amazing. But he's been really good. I, I don't I don't know how you look at James Harden's year, and you look at the fact that he is. 21.6 boards and 11 dimes a game. Mm -hmm. The guy has been putting up for them. I mean, the, the problem for them has been like, I, if I'm Philly, I'm trading Thibel. You have got to find a way to consistently score more. And I think he's been really good. If you look at the guys around them, if you, Joel Embiid's had an MVP kind of season again, he's averaging 33 and a half points a game. Yeah. My God. And 10 boards and four dimes, like, and two blocks. But you look at Harden putting up Tyrese Maxey, that's my dude in Philly, I'm telling you, 20 points a game. <coughs> 20, 20 points, four dimes, like he's putting out. But Tobias Harris is, I think, making 30 something million dollars. He's putting up 16 points a game. Yeah, that's the guy you need to move on from. Right. You, you look at somebody like a, you know, again, uh, uh, Matisse Thibel is putting up 2.6 points a game and one rebound. Like you, that's a guy you need to move, right? Like dude, so Tobias Harris is making 36 million dollars a year, bro. Dude. Like Tobias Harris. By the way, he's still got next year and then he's an unrestricted free agent. Yeah. I, I Tobias Harris is is 30% of your cap. A salvageable salvageable role player, not 36 million bucks. Come on. So, anyway, here now there. My point is I, I we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with does Brooklyn wind up trading Joe Harris? I think they do. Uh, do the Lakers get in on that? I think they're going to try. I also think that's one of the storylines out of this Kyrie trade. I'd be watching the conversations that didn't lead to a Kyrie trade. Do they lead to a trade this week? Yeah, because I think there's a real chance they do. I think there's a real absolute chance that they do. Art H says, uh, "What are what the Clippers going to do?" And then he screams, "Answer me." <laughs> now we get thousands of comments a show settle down um if i had to guess at what the clippers would do i think they're they're in on a point guard yeah. because one of the things that you're seeing if you pay attention to the clippers they get into the fourth quarter and Kyrie and paul george run out of gas they've got to get somebody that can allow those guys to just trot up the floor and take a couple of breaths yeah and, hey, if that's Fred Van Vliet, that's even better. If it's Mike Conley, that's good. Not great. Fred Van, v Van Vliet would be a home run. I think Mike Conley's a very nice second option for them at point guard if you can't get the Van Vliet deal done. And, again, I go back to the Knicks. If the Knicks can get an OG Ananobi deal done, 
I mean, you're you're in great shape. Mm-hmm. Like that is that would be a huge get for them. I also, by the way, still maintain Markeith Morris needs to be an important player. The Dallas Mavericks still need a uh, knockdown. They need a, a, a Malik Beasley. Yeah, they need a knockdown three point shooter to go with Kyrie and Luca. Because Luca is turning into a guy who is far less reliant on his three because he just can't make it as much. I mean, he is. If you look at his numbers, he is really not having any. What did you say? He's shooting like eight threes a game. Yeah, and his seven point eight attempts a night right now. Statistically, statistically, he is. He is on. Let's see, on eight on eight threes a game, he's only shooting thirty five percent. That's a huge amount of threes and he's just had issues with his ability to to knock down that three consistently now having said that he's scoring 33 33 points a game yeah i mean so it's hard to complain he's having a career scoring year but that's what i'm saying like that's the next level for luca like understanding okay if i can if i can take two less threes a game and i can turn those two less attempts into you know wide open corner threes that's gonna help man <laughs> Homie, uh, bless you, he's, he's taken 14 and a half, so 15 two-point shots a game. Know your role <laughs> and shut your mouth! I mean, he is he is a volume shooter. But I think Know your role, this, he is a volume shooter. But part of it is he's he's a, on an island on that team. Well, he was. Now he's got yeah. Kyrie, right? I like, don't disagree so, with you that. Know, I mean, again, when you're working with Dorian Finney-Smith and, you know, Christian Wood and, like, some of these guys, like... You're, you don't have another superstar on that team. So, again, I'm not sitting here saying that it's wrong that Luka's taken all these shots. But what I am saying is that there's a lot of room for aggressive, you know, expansion in the efficient category, efficiency category. I think that, you know, hopefully having Kyrie spreads the defense out a little bit more because they got they certainly got to respect Kyrie yeah. more than they would have Dorian Finney-Smith or some of these other role-player type guys. But that's what I'm saying. I, that That's what they have to figure out. So, now do we get, I would assume, we would get Kyrie bringing the ball up, Luka obviously off the ball, and they're able to run sets for him now. Whereas before, it was Luka's going to bring the ball up, you know, 70% of the game, and then he's going to get rid of it and then try to get it back, which is a massive difference in how you go about the game. All right, we'll get back to Jazz and uh, the NBA at the top of the hour right now. Football at 50, 10 to the hour, every hour. On the Monty Show, we bring you the biggest stories in the NBA or in the NFL. It's football. See the NFL. It's not NBA at 50. The ball is still uh, round, uh, just in a different way. Job long and stuff. And stuff. Yeah. Uh, football 50 presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you get the, the meatballs. The marinara meatballs. They're all pure Italian beef meatballs, mozzarella, and yeah. that marinara sauce. My goodness. You can never go wrong with the uh, meatball marinara from Papa Murphy's Pizza. And again, thank you to everybody sending us pictures of you ordering the meatball marinara and the unbelievable. I saw so many, so many, so many pizzas this weekend. It was awesome. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. Before we get to Lamar, let me ask you about this this flag football game yeah like i'm all in on the flag football thing did you enjoy the flag football game i mean uh, yeah i mean it's cool but i didn't watch it for more than 20 minutes like i wasn't it was i loved it like it wasn't it wasn't like a thing where i was like damn like i need to watch you know a lot of this like the thing for me with the nfl 
is it just they don't have a great sport for all-star weekend they don't it's not personal enough like i love the quarterback challenge stuff i thought that was kind of fun but they've been doing a version of that for a long time that's not really something new per I, se i totally disagree i think it was spectacular this was the best pro bowl weekend i can remember because she had a great flag football game. I thought the dodgeball stuff was fun. The football, the, the quarterback competition, like all of this was fun. That I can see a football player's face. I can hear him talking trash. That there are interviewing guys during the game. Like it's everything you want from the National Football League that you never get. And it takes you, look, the Jalen Ramsey hit on Tyreek Hill was all you needed to make that flag football game worth it. But then just the the watching Tyler Huntley and you can I love that you can see a football player's face. I don't know why that had such a big impact on me, but just watching the guys perform at at such a relaxed venue with really cool cool conversations and you know like junk talking to all kinds of junk and Peyton Manning is coaching and on a live mic and hey, he dropped this, so we went right back to him. And like, I just, it was great. It was absolutely what we needed. Watching Saquon Barkley get drilled in the face in dodgeball, watching Tyreek Hill get blown up by Jalen Ramsey in a flag football game. Dude, I'm all in on it. I'm all in on it. I loved what the NFL did. I thought it was amazing. Now, having said that, let's talk about Lamar Jackson because... Lamar Jackson's getting the franchise tag in Baltimore and not just a tag, the tag, the exclusive franchise tag, which means he cannot negotiate, talk to any other teams. It basically means we're going to pay you a ton of money, $32 million to be the quarterback of the Ravens next year. Mm -hmm. Do you like it? Do you hate it? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's what they have to do with the position that they're in, but I certainly don't like it. I mean, I, I, I like the deal should have been done already. If, if it's me and I'm Baltimore, I would have I would have extended him already or re-signed him or whatever. In the, and it's not even that I like Lamar's game. Again, I've said so many times on this show, if you want to be a Super Bowl winner, you have to be a prolific passer from the pocket in the league. And he's been saying it too. Like, it just, it just is what it is. That's the reality of life in the league. But another reality in the league is that guys that perform at Lamar's level don't just fall off trees, right? Like, you're not just going to go down the street and find another Lamar Jackson. Like, the, the, the alternatives aren't looking too good right now. So, to me, it's like, yeah, is he everything you want him to be? Maybe not. Yeah, is he better than probably 90% of the quarterbacks in the league? Yeah, he is. So, pay the guy and get it done with. Like, it just, it like, don't tell me the ownership of the Ravens are really hung up on this guy. This guy's going to make you money after money after money, season after season after season when you're in the playoffs every year. So that's that's where I struggle with the situation. I think this is the only move you could make. You're not going to let the guy walk away. I mean, you could, you could trade him if you wanted to, but you got to put this tag on him. But don't make the mistake of paying him year after year on a franchise tag. Yeah. Because I don't think Lamar cares. I think Lamar is set for life financially. I think you're you're gonna you're gonna quickly realize what I think most people probably know already. The franchise tag does not help the player team relationship. It hurts it. Yeah. If you're gonna extend a guy, extend him when he's eligible. And if you're not interested, ship him out. It's that simple. 
Putting Lamar Jackson on an exclusive tag does not help you. It does not help him. It just elongates a bad relationship. That's my opinion. Well, remember the Kyler Murray situation, right? Remember how that whole thing went down. We all remember when they extended Kyler Murray and in the contract. Yeah, but this, is, was... this is way different than that. Not to interrupt you. Kyler Murray is insignificant. Kyler Murray is not a star in this league. Kyler Murray is not an all-pro in this league. Kyler Murray is not a quarterback of consequence in this league. It's Lamar Jackson. This is the best running quarterback in the National Football League, right? Like, this is a guy, and I don't believe that he's a franchise quarterback. I don't believe he's a guy that you can put the team on your back. But he's, he is a he is much better than a, a Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is not half the quarterback that Lamar is. And Lamar can't throw the football, in my opinion, in leverage situations. So I do think you have to look at Lamar individually because who else does he even compare to in the league? He doesn't compare to everybody wants to say Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is a superior quarterback, in my opinion, to Lamar Jackson. I would take Jalen Hurts every single time over Lamar. I don't know that there is a like-for-like like comparison to Lamar Jackson. I truly don't. Because one, he's been hurt a lot. Two, he can't stand in the pocket and deliver the football. And three, he's an elite runner with the football. So, I, I mean, is there even a comp for him in the NFL? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the comp is the best quarterbacks in the league. I mean, who else do you have to comp him to? I mean, that's that's the money he's asking for. So that's the standard you got to hold him to. I mean, that's yeah. you, you know what I mean? Like, there isn't a like-for-like. Like. I mean, we haven't seen a guy run on this level since, what, Vic? I mean, there's not somebody who who is has the ability that he has. Like, that's just the reality situation. But I'm just telling you guys, like, when you, like, I look at guys who have gone through the franchise tag process over and over again, and obviously Kirk Cousins comes to mind. Kirk Cousins isn't anywhere near as talented as Lamar is. And in in I take I would take Kirk Cousins over Lamar Jackson. Well, Kirk Cousins hasn't gone nearly as far as Lamar Jackson has. Like, he hasn't. Like, he hasn't won playoff games. He hasn't done what he needs to do. He is a 5,000-yard passer in the regular season that goes home during the playoffs. Yeah, like, you could be you, right. You and I'd still, I mean? take, like, I'd still take Kirk Cousins. I just don't believe that Lamar Jackson is ever going to be the reason a team wins a Super Bowl. And I, I hope I'm completely wrong because, listen, when you put yourself through what NFL guys put themselves through, I want you to win everything. I want you to make all the money because you're just destroying your body. I will still take Kirk Cousins. He's not Justin Herbert. He's not Joe Burrow. He's certainly not. I think Patrick Mahomes is the example of a hybrid quarterback. And he's not close to Patrick Mahomes. I don't, I, I again will say, I would never pay him that much money. I wouldn't have Lamar Jackson on my team as a quarterback. I wouldn't. Somebody will, and somebody will pay him. And this year, it's going to be the, the Baltimore Ravens. If I had to guess, yeah. if I had to guess. All right, a couple of comments uh, in here on this. Let's see. My Holy King says that's disrespectful to Lamar Jackson. Football is a dangerous game. You pay the man. You don't pay the man. You don't. He, When you say football is a dangerous game, he gets hurt running the ball. And I know everybody's like, oh, he got hurt in the pocket. He did not get hurt in the pocket. He got hurt rolling the pocket because he hesitated. If you're going to run, run. And the problem is, what is Lamar Jackson's best ability as a quarterback? Well, it's not his availability because he's been hurt a lot. But two, it's running. If you need somebody to throw you to a Super Bowl, is he even in the top 10 guys you would want with the football in their hands to throw you to a Super Bowl? No, he's not. He's not. I would, If I need somebody to throw me to a Super Bowl, I'm taking Derek Carr over Lamar Jackson. 
Find me a mediocre quarterback. Kirk Cousins, I'm taking Kirk Cousins. Like, I'm not going to rely on Lamar Jackson to win me a Super Bowl. I know that's probably unpopular, but hey, man, I, it, it, it just, that's how I feel about it. I, I, You can't go back in the history of the NFL and find yourself a dominant run-first quarterback who has won a Super Bowl. Find that guy for me. I don't think you can do it. Football at 50, 10 to the hour, every hour on the Monty Show is presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Valentine's Day is coming. Get yourself a heart baker. When you get a heart baker pizza from Papa Murphy's, it's like you're our Valentine. Because we're giving you our heart. Our fresh pepperoni and cheese-covered heart to take and bake however and whenever you'd like. But then you give our heart away? So... Does that make us your Valentine? Wow, love is hard. Thank goodness we're pizza. So whether you need a Valentine or need to be one, get what you need this Valentine's Day with a Heartbaker pizza from Papa Murphy's. Yeah, the Heartbaker pizza. I love that they do shaped pizza crust. <laughs> I don't know why it's I fun. love that they do you know like shaped like they did the the pumpkin yeah. pizza like the Jacko pizza it was yes. called. Like, I love this heart baker. Yeah, absolutely. It's bomb. And and look, I'm no pepperoni guy. No, right? Not. That's not my thing. But I know we got a bunch of pepperoni guys on on the program, the showgram. Uh, so go get it, man. Absolutely. Go get it. Make sure you get some meatballs too. Yep, totally agree. Uh football fifty ten of the hour every hour is presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Andy H says if Lamar had gone to the Raiders and had Adams, Renfro, and Waller to throw to, with Jacobs running the ball, they'd be in the Super Bowl. Okay, but then how do you explain Lamar Jackson's career stats? Because, again, I'm just, I'm just going back to what we've seen out of Lamar Jackson over his career. Okay? He's not a guy. If I had to say to you off the top of your head, what do you think his career year passing is in the NFL? 3,000 yards. 3,127. 36 touchdowns, six interceptions. That was back in 2019. He hasn't eclipsed 3,000 yards since. I would also point out to you, he's never played 17 games. He played all 16 his rookie year of 2018, only at 170 passing attempts. Do you understand that his, his, his passing numbers have come down precipitously from his peak of 401 this year in 12 games, 326, 17 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. Last year, 382 attempts, only 382 attempts in 12 games, 16 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. He's not a gifted passer of the football. So we can sit here and we can say, hey, but if you look at the look at the the 2020, let's say 2020 Baltimore Ravens, right? Mm -hmm. And you look at some of the talent that was on that team. He's had talent on that roster, man. Like he's had wide receiver talent on, on that team, and and it just doesn't matter. Yeah. And the reason it doesn't matter is because the guy just cannot throw the football. Like when you look at, at at Hollywood Brown playing 16 games, I, I mean, Hollywood Brown as a Baltimore Raven, as a Baltimore Raven, because now obviously you know he's in Arizona, he had a thousand yard season in 2021 and they still traded him. Mm -hmm. And what did Lamar Jackson do in 2021? He played 12 games 
When you call, we'll talk oh. about the reasons Whoa. you Whoa. Sorry. Video ads. Um, 2,882 yards yeah. that year. A thousand of those were, well, that's because he was hurt. Marquise mm -hmm. Brown had his best season, a thousand yard receiving year when Lamar Jackson missed, what, four games at that point. He's not a gifted passer. Why is it so taboo to say that? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's controversial to say that. I think people react poorly because, because, because Lamar's an exciting guy to watch. Right, like if you're watching football, Lamar might be one of the most exciting guys in the league to watch. I mean, that's just a, like that's just how it looks on TV. But, but I think the problem is when we really get to the nuts and bolts of the Lamar thing, it's that he wants a fully guaranteed contract. He wants what Deshaun Watson got, yes, and because he feels that he's just as good as Deshaun, or he probably feels that he's better than Deshaun. And I'm here to tell you, back before Deshaun went washcloth routine on it. Yeah, Deshaun was one of the best passers in the league, man. And and I think that he can get back to that, but that's here nor there. The difference is is that Lamar isn't that. Lamar's never been that. No. And it's so funny we're talking about passing because Nick Saban came out and talked about Jalen Hurts. And it's funny everyone brings up Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts didn't want to go to Oklahoma after he got beat out at Alabama. You realize that? He didn't want to go to Oklahoma, right? I think he wanted to go to Miami, and then there was one more East Coast school he wanted to go to. But Nick Saban said, hey, if you want to get to the league and you, you do have that talent, you got to develop your passing game. You're a run-first guy right now, and that's going to be a problem for you at the next level. You should go to Oklahoma. You should play for Lincoln Riley. You should develop your passing skills. So uh, he, Nick Saban literally said... Every day at practice, what did Jalen Hurts work on until he transferred? And he kept working on it at Oklahoma. But every day in Alabama practice, he intentionally would not run. He said, I'm not running the ball. I'm going to stand here and figure this thing out. Yeah. And now what do you look at in the NFL? And that's what I'm saying. Lamar Jackson can develop, but right now, he's not good enough to justify fully guaranteed 200 million that's not gonna work no i agree and I, I just look at some of the guys i mean and you can make an argument that lamar jackson hasn't had you know hollywood brown's the best receiver he's had mark andrews is probably the best pass catcher that he's had but i mean you had mark ingram's career year i mean rushing receive like i mean he's had talent around him it's not the issue is not that he hasn't had talent the issue is Lamar can't stay healthy. Yeah. That's the bottom line. Like, so we can we can argue about it, but I, I just think he's not he's not able to stay healthy. Again, there you go, Andy H. Who's the best receiver he's ever had? Probably Mark Andrews at tight end, probably as a receiver, probably Hollywood Brown. Mm -hmm. Is probably the best receiver he's ever had. I but when you don't play games, that becomes that becomes a problem. When you when you can't stay healthy, teams can't count on you. So why is it that you want people to guarantee your money? Because I think you know that you're going to get hurt. And I think you 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 want to be paid the way that, again, I think Deshaun Watson's a really interesting comp, but Deshaun's a gifted thrower of the football. Yeah. Uh, even with the washcloth trick, I would still take Deshaun Watson over Lamar Jackson. I'm sorry if you're offended by that. Right? Like, I, I'm sorry if you're offended by that. I'm taking Deshaun Watson over Lamar Jackson. But I mean, I love the I love the argument. That, but that's the thing for Deshaun, like in in Andy, like I don't disagree with Andy H's concept that hey, 
this, uh, Lamar hasn't had the coup de grace wide receiver talent. I don't disagree with that, but that doesn't mean that the guy hasn't had good enough talent to get to three, four thousand yards. Could he utilize a, in your instance, a Devonte Adams? Does Devonte Adams have a a thirteen hundred yard season? Not with Lamar as a. But again, if he's going to play, I'm telling you, the only way the guy ever plays 17 weeks is if he becomes a pocket passer. That's Mm -hmm. the only way I could see that happening. And I don't see that happening because he just does not throw the football well. He does not. But again, that's just me. Uh, Andy H. says Deshaun Washcloth. Exactly right. Listen, dude, in 2021, Devontae Adams had 1,500 yards. So, but who was throwing him the football? But that's my point. You had Aaron Rodgers throwing him the football. So yeah. let and again, I'm not even I'm not trying to discredit Andy H. But what I'm trying to do here is put this into perspective. 1,500 yards with Aaron Rodgers is maybe seven or 800 yards with Lamar, and that's not a Devonte issue. I'm telling you, that's a Lamar issue. And so my point with this is, yes, you're right. He hasn't had the best of the best. Right, like love Marquise Brown, love you know, uh, you know Ingram, love you know the guys he's had. Great, he's had some talent, but the best throwing quarterback in the league would have done more with that talent than Lamar Jackson did. And the reason he would have done more is because Lamar hesitates all the time because he knows he can run. That's the problem, and that's what Jalen Hurts went and through he, at the college and level. He turns the ball over now. Man. Lamar's doing it at the NFL level, which leads to Dak Prescott level turnover numbers. And Dak's one of the most gifted thrower of the football in the league, and a sixty percent completion percentage, okay. which used to be amazing. Sixty percent used, used to be, to be great. amazing. Seventy percent's the number now. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. It, listen, we could go round and round about it. I just, I, I don't think I'm not a hey, he sucks. Got Lamar Jackson doesn't suck. I just am not taking him on my team as a quarterback. Yeah. I'm not. Um, didn't Lamar win an MVP and lead the league in TDs with no wide receivers and he got hurt in the pocket? He did not get hurt in the pocket. It's a. such a misnomer, B, dude. B, he was he was the league MVP in that career year, and his league MVP number was 3,000 yards passing and I think 1,000 yards rushing. Like, I mean, he, he was a dynamic player, but he's never been the same guy. Yeah. He's never been the same guy. So, this... The play that he got hurt on this year, he was rolling the pocket. I can see it in my mind. He's rolling the pocket left, and he got run down. He was not standing in the pocket like looking for a passer or a receiver, and then he got popped. He was rolling and moving, and he and he got hit. So, Kurt Meyer says, who wins the Super Bowl? I have to go with the Eagles. I, I just can't. I can't do it. I can't go with Kansas City with Patrick being hurt like that. Travis Bird says, best in the world, Josh Allen gets 1,500 by November. Mm. I'm sorry, I thought you said Josh Allen. He Look, Josh Allen's a 5,000-yard passer, isn't he? I, I mean, I could be wrong, I guess. Uh, but if you look at the best quarterbacks in the league passing, I don't see any way that Lamar Jackson's even in the conversation. No. I mean, Patrick Mahomes led the league at 5,250 yards. How many attempts? Uh, 648. Buddy's got 600, over 600 oh attempts. Tom Brady, 733 right. attempts. That's a, that's a, but what do these guys have in, in common? If you look at the guys that have led the, the NFL in passing yards, Patrick Mahomes, gifted thrower of the football, the sex machine, Justin Herbert, uh, 700 attempts, 4,700 yards, a gifted passer of the football. By, By the, the way. way 
Shoulder surgery, broken ribs. By the way, Patty Ice, no Tyreek Hill. He's had to do without Tyreek Hill. No seam routes with Cheetah anymore. But he's so, got he's got Hardiman, and he's got well, he's got the best tight end in football, arguably. I mean, he's got you know, but he the but Patrick Mahomes has been the best quarterback in the NFL since the day he rolled out of bed. Yeah, like I mean, two thousand five, uh, two thousand five is, yard seasons in in dude, five years. Everyone, this is a very much a line in the sand type deal. You're on one side or the yeah. other. You're you're a Lamar guy or you're not. And what I'm saying is I don't even dislike Lamar. I like the guy. His game is exciting. But you're not a winner. You're not a Super Bowl champion guy yet. That's not where you are. <sighs> I agree. I agree. All right. Relax. Jesus. <laughs> Cheese and rice. <laughs> Good football conversation. <laughs> Good football conversation. I love it. Yeah, by the way, uh, Super Bowl <laughs> is Sunday. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll be in Tahoe for that. What's don't a bigger deal, Super Bowl or the trade deadline? Oh, the trade deadline, but they're they're different. <laughs> I mean, you you get the trade deadline on Thursday, you get the Super Bowl on Sunday. And what I was saying was, we'll be in Tahoe for that. Don't forget, we'll be in Lake Tahoe all next week doing shows. Really looking forward to that. Make sure you don't uh, miss a moment of the program, which is as always presented by the Advocates, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business, theadvocates.com, where you never come out of pocket to pay them up front for anything. No consultations, no big retainers. In fact, did you know, you can go to the Advocates right now and talk with an attorney online, 365, 24-7, all day yeah. and night. And yeah. Theadvocates.com. There's a chat with an attorney now button right there. Go do it. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. You don't pay the Advocates until they win your case at theadvocates.com. Um, obviously the biggest story in sports this morning, Kyrie Irving traded to the Dallas Mavericks in a crazy deal that lands Brooklyn, Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie, one first round pick, two second round picks, and Brooklyn sends Kyrie Irving and Markeith Morris to the Dallas Mavericks. And right off the bat, I think the biggest question is, does this make the Dallas Mavericks an NBA Finals contender? I don't think there's any doubt it does. But they still have needs. There is no question that they need a wing three-point shooter. I don't know, a Malik Beasley maybe. Uh, but they have needs there still, and they are still out trying to make deals. But this is no doubt about it. A remarkable win for the Dallas Mavericks. When you consider that Kyrie Irving is one of the most gifted point guards in the history of the NBA, yeah. and arguably the most gifted point guard in the NBA right now, it's pretty remarkable that the Dallas Mavericks are able to team Luka Doncic finally with an elite scorer, point guard, distributor, ball handler, and now let's see who Luka Doncic is. Because I think that's a huge part of this discussion about the Dallas Mavericks getting Kyrie Irving. What impact does this have on Luka, who, by the way, has been dinged up a little bit. And, oh, by the way, guess who's in town tonight to take on your Utah Jazz? That is right, my friends. It would my be... Not Luca because he's not playing tonight. <laughs> the Dallas Mavericks, who are a nine-point dog, 221's the number, in town tonight to take on the, the Jazz. It's going to be interesting to see how quickly we get Kyrie Irving in a Mavs uniform. He is supposedly already in Dallas taking a physical this morning. Um, and then he, I guess, will play, I think they play again Wednesday. Yeah, That's the game that is the debut game scheduled for uh, Kyrie Irving. I like the trade a lot for Dallas. I think it is shocking that they wound up with him. 
Um, I think everybody believed that it was going to be the LA Lakers that were going to get Kyrie Irving. But at the end of the day, it came down to Joe Sy, the owner of the Brooklyn Nets, finally saying enough is enough. We're not sending this guy where he wants to go, the LA Lakers. Mm -hmm. We're going to send him to Dallas. And it's really interesting because, as we reported all weekend long from Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, there is no doubt that the Lakers were all in to get Kyrie Irving. Jeannie Buss um, told Rob Palinka, the general manager of the LA Lakers, hey, do what you have to do. You are fully authorized to trade our two first-round picks. You are fully authorized to trade Austin Reeves. And as you reported Saturday um, on a YouTube short and on Twitter, Jeannie Buss was all in here. She was not going to do anything that was going to prevent them from getting Kyrie Irving if he was actually available to them. The Lakers offered a package of Russell Westbrook's expiring contract, Austin Reeves. At one point, they were even offering Max Christie to go with that. Two first-round picks and a pick swap, and the Nets said no. And then traded Kyrie to Dallas for a far, in my opinion, less attractive package. Yeah. It is shocking, Jake, that they that they did this deal with Dallas. Yeah, I mean, they made a point. I mean, Joe Sy absolutely made a point, and I think that that it's it's just pretty obvious. And frankly, just from a business perspective, I love it. I, I love that Joe Sy was willing to be like, yeah, screw Kyrie. Like, you're not going to L.A., and yeah, I'm aware that you'll probably go to LA in the summer, right? Because you're going to hit unrestricted free agency. But but I'm not not on my watch, not on my dime, not on my action. Are you going to go to the Los Angeles Lakers and get what you want? You're going to have to wait till next year. And and hey, I, I, Josiah is well within his rights as an owner to do that. And I think that it's it is it. I think it's really good for the NBA. If I'm being honest, I think that it is. It is what the NBA needs more of. I think the NBA too often is a is just a minutia transactional league. Guys just kind of float around. We're going to make some deals and hope for the best. And this, to me, has everything you want it to have as an NBA fan. It's got that fire. It's got that emotion. It's got that, you know, I, I, I'm not going to use the word hatred per se because I don't think Josiah hates Kyrie. But I do think Joe Sy is pissed. I think Joe Sy is really upset. I think I don't think I know that it's being like we told you. Joe Sy was upset about this. He felt betrayed. And so to me, it is it is just obvious that Joe Sy, you know, it was upset with Kyrie's decision as he should have been. Yeah, and I think this is what I tweeted yesterday. Nets owner Joe Sy feels betrayed by Kyrie Irving's trade request. Sy has told people in the organization he supported Kyrie when just about everyone wanted to cut him. That in addition to accommodating all of Kyrie Irving's other, quote, baggage throughout the last several years. And I think that's exactly right. I think Joe Sy went against what people wanted him to do. And mm -hmm. a lot of people, when the, the whole anti-Semitism incident with Kyrie Irving happened, there were a lot of people in the league and inside that Brooklyn organization, I'm told, that wanted Kyrie Irving cut. And Josiah said, no, I'm not doing that. We are going to work through this. And he did. And so for Kyrie to turn around and demand a trade over guarantee language in his contract, Josiah felt betrayed by Kyrie. Yeah. And I think that's why you saw, man, this trade happen in an instant. In two days, Kyrie went from the Nets to the Mavericks and shocked the entire NBA world. And I, I think when you look at what what you know other people are saying, this is a steal for the Mavericks. Like it is it is crazy because we knew 
on Saturday, I believe it was, that NBA sources told me the Brooklyn Nets fully intended to trade Kyrie Irving before the deadline. And Joe Sy, as soon as that trade demand came through, I'm told Joe Sy told everybody in the organization and Kyrie himself, you'll never play for the Nets again. It's over. Okay. And so that's how it's going to be. The other thing that Joe Sy and, and Sean Marks did is they gave Kyrie's family, who was also his agents, they gave Kyrie the permission to talk to the Lakers to say, hey, here's where I'm at. Are you going to sign an extension? Where you know, like that was a really important part of these trades because Kyrie had to give Dallas, I would think, Kyrie had to give Dallas some kind of assurance that he would go there and sign an extension in the summer. Because I cannot believe, even if it is just Dorian Finney-Smith, even if it is just Spencer Dinwiddie, two seconds, a first, that's still a lot to give up for yeah. a three-month rental. And, and I, I have to believe that Kyrie has told the Mavericks he would be open to signing an extension. Have to think so. Because yeah. I don't see him making that that trade. But this is also the guy that we know to be one of the best con artists in the league. I mean, this is somebody who who, you know, goes around the league and and says, Oh yeah, I love being here and this is awesome and you know, everything's great. And then a month later, two months later, you know, you're trade demanding or you're unhappy or well, you know, and like, look what happened with the anti Semitism thing. He yeah. promised Joe Sy that he would apologize and he never apologized. He, he, it took a, a meltdown and a suspension to get him to even utter their <laughs> words, you know, uh, uh, that sort of were an apology. Yeah. Kyrie Irving is just an enigma. You have no idea who you're getting every day. You have no idea who's going to show up. You just don't know. And the fact that he's not been able to work it out with LeBron and Cleveland and now can't wait to get back to playing with LeBron, like, what happened in Boston, the hate-hate the relationship from almost the first moment that relationship was formed. Me? The, the absolute meltdown with James Harden and just everything that happened in Brooklyn, this is such a huge risk. Yeah. And the other side of this is, did the Lakers win by losing? I got to believe that they are going to go out and make significant trades here. Does that mean that, hey, they're all in this year to win a championship? I don't know. I mean, there's people in LA who really believe they should wait till the summer to go and make a deal. And I don't know that I disagree with that. You have enough on this roster now, if they stay healthy, you have enough on this roster now to compete at a high level in the West. Yeah. If AD, specifically AD and Austin Reeves, can stay healthy and they can put Russ and Lonnie Walker and Austin Reeves and LeBron and AD and this group together for a month, six weeks at a time, yeah. they're going to get better every day. But the problem is they're not practicing together. They're not shooting around together because they're all hurt all the time. And it just is, it's such this tipping point yeah. with the Lakers. And I also think you go back to the, to the Utah Jazz here. I think this has a phenomenal impact on the Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz are one of the few sellers in the NBA market and everybody seems to want now, Mike Conley is one of the hottest names on the, on the market because what did Kyrie becoming available do? It showed you, it exposed the teams that were really after point guards. Mm -hmm. And if you look at, I think the Clippers, the Lakers, again, the teams that we've talked about, Clippers, the Lakers, I think absolutely Dallas was a team that was in the market for a point guard. Well, they got theirs now. Yep. They have their point guard. So Mike Conley's not an option there, I wouldn't think. But if you look around the league, 
This Olenek Beasley deal in Miami, I still think the Jazz would love to add John Collins here at the deadline. I think they would love to get that deal done. The other team that is the elephant in the trade room is the, the Phoenix Suns. One of the beliefs is the Phoenix Suns were sort of in on Kyrie Irving. Right. They make this offer, and I think I think Shams had this in his article. Um, you, you make this offer of Austin Reeves and Max Christie, and then you go back from that, what we know we were right on with the Lakers, and then look at Chris Haynes. The Suns are offering Chris Paul and Jay Crowder in unspecified picks. Well, are you going to give up a first-round pick if you're the Suns, or are you not? Yeah. Because you need to give up a first-round pick. To get, you got to give. To to make money, you got to spend money. And the Suns seem hesitant to spend money to make money yeah, here. That's a concept you can't get away from. I mean, th- th- this is what, you know, separates elite franchises from not. I mean, and, and again, and, and I know, you know, I catch heat for this sometimes, but this is why the Warriors were able to do what they were able to do. Because they didn't miss in the draft. They don't need to draft 15 times in a row. Right? Like, you got the talent you got. You develop the hell out of that talent, and you're good to go. And so if I'm the Suns, I'm looking at this, and I'm saying, hey, like, traditionally, we're not some prolific development franchise. Have we had success with Book and Aiton and, you know, Cam Johnson? Yes, you have to a certain extent. But you need to go out and and add a big-time number two guy to this roster because while you got to the finals with Chris Ball, he wasn't enough to put you over the top with Book. It just doesn't... It just doesn't work. And this league no longer is one where it can just be LeBron and everyone else. It's no longer that league anymore. You have to have Batman and Robin. You have to have partners in crime at a minimum. So, But does does this trade debilitate Dallas and their depth? Markeith Morris is good, not great. I think they have to make more trades. And I think if... if I just don't know what more they have to give. They're not going to trade Josh Green. At least they've told people they're not going to trade Josh Green. I mean, the guy is a fantastic player. Mm -hmm. I don't know what else they have to give. Tim Hardaway Jr. isn't a guy that stays healthy and just doesn't have that much value. I don't know that they have the goods to, to go and get one of the available, one of the best available players on the market. They need a, they need a knockdown wing three. Mm-hmm. That's what they need, and I, I think it is. It's really interesting to me that you have a situation where you continue to struggle to find continuity in lineups. And again, and I think Mayor Bolton's made a great point here. Interesting trend we're seeing. Nobody wants to do the Lakers a favor by giving them a favorable uh, deal. I don't think that this was a shot at the Lakers by the Nets. This was a shot at Kyrie Irving. Joe Sy did not want to give Kyrie Irving an out. Kyrie Irving told the Nets, point blank, I want to play in LA. I want to be a Laker. And to the point where they said, well, we're not going to send you to the Lakers. They were listening to offers from the Clippers. The Clippers offered Terrence Mann. Yeah. You're not getting you're not getting Kyrie Irving for Terrence Mann. Yeah. And they also offered Luke Kennard and as soon as the Clippers were out, I think Dallas was the easy answer because you were never going to send them to the Lakers. Well, and what's the thing with Dallas? They're they're not a team. And again, this is probably the conversation that we have to have today. I don't believe that Dallas is good enough to get to the finals now. As they're constituted. Yeah, with Kyrie and in, in, in this setup. I, I don't think that it's realistic to think that that Luka and Kyrie 
basically on their own, with all due respect to like guys like Christian Wood and some of these other role players, basically on their own are good enough to get to where you need to get to. Because, again, we've seen time and time again in Brooklyn, Kyrie can put up 40 and they still lose. And and that Mavericks team is not going to play defense. Well, They're just not. And we've talked about this a thousand times with, with Luka and Kyrie. Are they winning players? Are they winning players? I don't know. Uh, Brandon Price says, Mavs aren't done. Clarkson to be a great fit for them. Green in a first-round pick. I don't think they're trading Josh Green. That to, for, for my money, anyway, what sense does it make for them to trade Josh Green? I mean, like, he is... He is one of the few guys that are quality depth there. You know, like it, it, it becomes very difficult if you're the Dallas Mavericks now to, to justify offloading, especially when you look at their, their guards. So you have Kyrie and Luka. Luka's really a 2-3 guy. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call him a point guard. But your other guards on this team, Tim Hardaway is making $19 million. And all of a sudden, Josh Green becomes a really important player because he's a he's a guard that is is producing for you and he's making three million dollars yeah so he's an affordable asset that you're developing and growing and he and Luca know each other they don't have to ferment some kind of chemistry I don't see them trading him I mean I could see I know that Reggie Bullock's a guy that is has value around the league yeah he's making 10 million bucks I could see a Reggie Bullock deal I, I mean, I could see a Tim Hardaway deal, but $19 million for a guy that doesn't play a lot of games, that's difficult. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it they don't have a lot, in my opinion, as far as trade chip goes. And you look at you look at guys like, that's why Markeith Morris's contract was really an important pickup for them. He's making $2 million or $1.2 million. Yeah. Or excuse me, $2.9 million. That's a really affordable contract. So it's not arduous on your books. You bring in Jordan Clarkson, what are you going to give the Jazz to make that deal work? Are, are, are the Mavs all of a sudden a third team? Probably not. I mean, I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm wrong about it. I, I, I just don't feel like that's a real option. I, I really don't. Uh, talking with Raphael Podcast says, did the Brooklyn Nets get enough for Kyrie? Well, I think you got what you got based on how Joe Sy wanted to handle it. Like, I would agree like, with you that. know what I mean? Like, you can't have it both ways if you're Joe Sy. So, like, certainly you can't say, I'm not going to send him to the Lakers, who I think had the best offering of the bunch, it, it, just in my opinion. I think they had the best offering of the bunch. So you can't say, well, I'm not going to send him there, but I don't like what I'm getting from these places that I do want to send him. I mean, that's like, so the pri- that's why I say this wasn't about the Lakers, man. This was about Kyrie and sending a message and sending him somewhere that frankly is a second tier market in the league. Like the Dallas Mavericks have always been that team that is cyclical. They're good every couple of seasons. And when I say good, I mean like, you know, Western Conference Finals good. You know, like they'll always scratch around for the playoffs just because Mark Cuban's a basketball guy and he wants to see them be good and he's really into that club. So they'll always be a, you know, a playoff team. But the good Dallas Maverick teams, you know, the ones that go to conference finals and NBA finals, that's what I'm talking about. And I, I don't know. I just, from what we learned from the Kyrie-Kevin Durant thing, I'm not going to sit here and say that this instantly makes them an NBA Finals contender. I'm not ready to say that. I need to see how long it takes them to to get that chemistry right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think, you know, just kind of looking around the league, it, like the Brooklyn salary cap now is one of those things where you just wonder, you know, you just wonder how much, you know, how much time they have left. Like, I mean, 
Phoenix feels like they're in a really good spot. Devin Booker's under contract now mm-hmm. for an, a significant amount of time. I, I, I mean, I, I look at some of the other guys on that Phoenix roster. Um, you know, DeAndre Ayton's a really interesting cat. He's a guy that you feel like sh- could be traded here. Like, if they were willing to pay, trade Chris Paul, I, I mean, I, that would not surprise me at all. I, uh, but I also look at the, I look at the, the you know, I, I, let's look at Miami. Miami's another team that is is in a very difficult spot salary cap wise. Sure. Yeah. If we look at wh- what they have to offer, I mean, you got Jimmy making thirty eight million bucks, Bam Adebayo's making thirty, Kyle Lowry's making twenty eight, and he has zero trade value. But you see what I mean about contracts, huge amount like that, of money, dude. Like that's a ton, like that's what, what, what does it tell you the percentage of the cap by chance? Nineteen percent is what Kyle Lowry is. Almost twenty percent. And he's got another. He's got another full year at twenty nine point six million dollars. I mean, like I just, I don't know, man. Like I, so that's the kind of contract that's hurting Miami big time. And and they have shown an unwillingness to trade Victor Oladipo, and it, it, it which is which is really interesting, you know. Like I mean, he is he's another guy who has not been healthy, but when when he is when he's a guy that's on the floor and he's only played twenty six games this year. I mean, he's he's given them eleven points, and he he's an effective player. Yeah, but he's just not available to you, and yet it seems like they don't want to trade that guy. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think there are trades for Danny to be to to make, but it's going to be not. It's going to be very difficult now. I think for for mega trades to have. Like, I'll be interested to see. Is there going to be a huge trade leading up to or at the deadline. Cuz I think the most of the activity is going to be is going to be right about noontime on Thursday. Right about noontime on Thursday, I think it's it's going to get it's going to get crazy. Yeah. So, Travis Bird said Luka not happy about the trade. I don't know how Luka's not happy about the trade. Well, and that's what I mean. Like if you're if you're Luka and you're Dallas, you're thrilled. I mean, you 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 came in and you saw an opportunity because you knew, like, this is what I mean about about NBA front offices know yes. that Joe Sy is pissed yes. about Kyrie and wants to spite him before the public knows. So, like, if you're Dallas and you're the brass in Dallas, you're like, oh, wait a minute. Hey, he wants to spite Kyrie. That means we're in the driver's seat here. We're Dallas. We know we're not the Lakers, but we also know that we can go in and steal Kyrie. And that's exactly what happened. Yep, Brent Burnett says Jazz become dark horses and just keep their players for the playoffs. Not an option. Yeah. If Danny Ainge gets to Thursday at 1 o'clock and Clarkson, Beasley, Conley, Olenek certainly are still on this roster, that's a huge mistake. And he knows it. He knows it. That's why you're seeing, I think Kelly Olenek to the Clippers or to the Heat makes a lot of sense. I I think Beasley absolutely is a guy that, I could see in Miami, Atlanta. I could see Beasley in New Orleans makes a lot of sense to me. Like there are places, and I would watch the Pelicans closely. Yeah, I've heard about the Pelicans every single day for the last two weeks. Watch what they're doing. Danny's not going to stand pat. Yeah. I don't think there's a lot of momentum. There was a lot of people trying to sell a a Vando, um, you know, Nurkic deal. Like that doesn't make any sense at all. Mm-hmm. That does not make any sense at all in my mind. Uh, Tyler P says Beasley, Vando, Olenek, Clarkson, Gay will probably be gone by Thursday. I would think so. I, I again, though, I would point to Ryan Smith's involvement with Jordan Clarkson because I do not believe, and I've been told repeatedly, Ryan does not want to trade JC. Yeah. 
He, d- he just does not want to do it. Sean Mirzinski, good morning to you. All I've got to say is good luck, Dallas, with Luka and Kyrie. Seriously. Seriously. Uh, Jeremy Bolton, who's a member of the program, says the Jazz are going to have to pay teams to give them Rudy Gay. He makes a nice finisher, though, on a, on a three-team deal. Mm-hmm. So I'll be interested to see where, where exactly all that shakes out. I, I, I would agree if it's a 1V, you're not. You're not getting much in return for him. But remember, Danny's got deals lined up, right? Like, we know that Danny's got a first-rounder for JC. We know that, like, he's got these deals that are on the table and available to him. And I think what Danny's trying to do at this point, now that it's Monday of trade deadline week, like, I think Danny at this point is trying to see just how much value he can squeeze out of this thing. That's what this week is about. And, And I think that... You know, again, as you've said, I feel like a million times the last two weeks about the deadline, like there's way more buyers than there are sellers. And yes. the Jazz happen to be one of those sellers and they're in that kind of position. Yeah, I mean, you should be you should be getting value if you're if you're Danny Ainge. Kay Nuren, good morning to you. Dallas has two players who will not give up the ball now. Maybe they can play with two balls. Maybe they can. <laughs> you know. Two balls. I I'm not even gonna go there. Uh, I'm not doing it. Uh, All of our NBA talk on the Monty show is presented by our good friends at quick quack car wash. Um, You know, it's been, it's been really, what is it? A pleasant surprise that we finally have a great car wash in Utah. It's something that, you know, when, when we lived in Phoenix for a couple of years, there are, there are car washes on every corner in Phoenix. You don't like this one. You can go over to that one in Utah. There really are not great car washes until now. With Quick Quack opening all of these state-of-the-art facilities, their equipment's great. The end product, the actual wash you get at Quick Quack is so good. That's a given. But then the level of service you get from the guys at Quick Quack, the guys and gals at Quick Quack. Again, I I tell the story the other day I was at the car wash and there were no towels left because they were super busy, right? The guy came up and handed me two two towels. He's like, "Hey, hey, here you go, man. Here's two damp towels. Like, it was really good service. And I love that the towels are damp so you can get the watermarks off your car. You can wash out your door jams. I love that they give you really good, powerful vacuums. I like that they have the little extension on the one arm that gives you the mm-hmm. cup holder between the seats. Like, it's just a really good experience going to Quick Quack. You're in and out of there in five, seven minutes. Hook it up. Quick Quack Car Wash. Make sure you tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show as we talk about the uh, Utah Jazz, this Kyrie Irving trade. Uh, let's see. Marius Georgian Chivaron, MGC. Monty Show, who is your best scenario trade guy to get for the Jazz right now? Well, I, I mean, I think as a as a name, I think it's Nikola Jovic in Miami. I, I'm a huge fan of his, um, so I'm a little more partial in that. But I also think John Collins is a guy that offers a lot of value. This is a team that's really thirsty for rebounds and a power forward. Because I'm also one of the guys who believes that Laurie Markkinen is a is a three, not a four in this mm-hmm. league. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can see a scenario where you're you're starting Walker Kessler at the five, John Collins at the four, Laurie Markkinen at the 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 three, and then a, a combination of guards. Um, but I also wonder how much a guy like Colin Sexton's valued around the league because I know that Will Hardy would like not to coach Colin Sexton. Um, I think they have not had a good relationship, and I. If it, I would not be surprised to see him gone. But, I mean, around the league, outreaching, there's not a lot of guys I want to see them add right now today. Yeah. I want to see Ochai Agbaji. I want to see Walker Kessler. You know, I personally believe that Colin Sexton can get back to a, a, a really high sixth man of the year level 
play for for the Jazz. I want to see that. Yeah. Um, but you only see that by moving off these other guys. Uh, so there's not big names. I think John Collins and Nikola Jovic are the two that I would point to that I would really favor. But and I, and I also think like when you hear names like OG Ananobi, the the Nets aren't going or the Jazz aren't going after OG Ananobi. He's not a fit with where they're at right now. But I do think again, and I know it's kind of obvious, but the OG Ananobi sweepstakes because they are sweepstakes. He will get moved in my opinion. That's an opportunity for Danny Danny to get involved as a third team and possibly pick up a pick or you know yep. do something do something as part of that. So so that's what I'm saying like there are deals out there for Danny to do. It's just a matter of you know how much he can actually get done and get approved and get you know moving because again you know this concept that like like Jordan Clarkson and Ryan Smith. Ryan Smith doesn't want to trade Jordan Clarkson. We've heard it repeatedly. You know, he he yep. he he has some some affection, some loyalty to Jordan Clarkson. And, you know, to me, JC is one of those guys that I would be moving at the deadline. If it was me, JC would have been gone. Not because I don't like Jordan Clarkson. I do like Jordan Clarkson. I think he's a hell of a player. But because he's not going to be here when you win a championship and he's got value around the league. And, by the way, the most obvious point, again, as we've said a million times— is he's told you he's not going to opt in on his $14 million player option, that he's going to hit unrestricted free agency and he's going to get paid. So, again, it's stuff like that where I'm like, the Jazz are going to make roster moves. Things are going to happen. But I tend to agree. This is how the deadline goes every year. Nothing happens until, until you know, T-minus one hour. <laughs> like, yeah. Everything seems to go down the last hour of the deadline. Yep, totally agree. James Knight, live in Australia, mate. Australia, mate. What's up, James? Good to see you this morning. He's a member of the program. Appreciate that. Gutsy win with, uh, by Brooklyn with only eight. What do you mean? You're talking about Saturday when Cam Thomas went berserk. My guy. By the way, do I, do, dude, I, you know, sources don't, don't listen, dislocate your arm, patting yourself on the back, bro. I'm telling you. You were wrong about this the whole time. And, and this is really, what do you guys think Kevin Durant's thinking today? Because I have to believe, I have to believe that Kevin Durant is breathing a sigh of relief today. I actually don't think he's upset. There's not a real pulse on where Kevin Durant is because Kevin's an incredibly private guy. So he's not out of, out and about talking to a million people. Yeah. Kevin Durant and, and, and Kyrie Irving had some interesting moments as teammates. Kevin Durant and Ben Simmons don't have the best relationship. I've heard that repeatedly. But you look at the way this team played Saturday night. You started Royce, Joe Harris, Claxton, Sumner, and Curry. You got, and the other guy that we've talked a lot about on this show, Edmund Sumner on Saturday night. 39 minutes, Sumner played. 29 points, two rebounds, three dimes, a steal, a block. You got Cam Thomas, 29 minutes, 44 points. Four of five from three, five rebounds, five dimes. They got performances out of two guys that now I think are central figures to Kevin Durant's long-term viability in Brooklyn. Because you need Sumner and Cam Thomas to become players. what I just say? Because your hands are so tied by your lack of draft picks. That James yep. Harden trade. And again, I don't even hate the James Harden trade because I think you got to shoot your shot, right? Like, I mean, yeah. Kevin Durant, you've got him like yeah. seven foot, huge foot on the three-point line or they probably win a championship. You got to shoot your shot. Yeah. And they did. But now you got to make, you, you got to lie in that bed you made. Mm-hmm. And I think you look at the fact that they played 10 guys 
and not, not, neither of those 10 was named Kyrie Irving or Kevin Durant? Y'all feel me? Spectacular. Yes. And you look at the contribution. You got James Knight, Patty Mills, your Australian brethren. I thought gave them. <laughs> dude, I thought he gave yes. them huge minutes. I was sitting at the break sports bar in daybreak yeah. watching the end of that game. Yeah. And Patty Mills gave them, I thought, some really big decisions. I don't care if the guy, what did he score? 13 points. The way he moved the ball, the way he got them up the floor, the way that he put, several times he put Cam Thomas in a really advantageous position. I, I, I thought Patty Mills was a huge guy for that club. And again, I think Nick Claxton still becomes one of the most non-talked about, underrated guys in the flipping NBA. Yep. To give them a 15 and 13 and to add five dimes on a night without Kyrie and KD, my God. Yeah, and I think Claxton's athleticism is what's, what oh. really separates him. I mean, again, I, I certainly, you know, he's not the best big in the league, but I do think he's really coming along. And I think yes. that, I think if I'm Kevin Durant, you know, I don't know how Kevin's feeling, right? I would agree. Woo. I do think there is some sense of relief just because, okay, now it can be all about basketball. The sideshow is over. At the same time, you can't tell me it's lost on Kevin Durant that he needs to win a ring on his own. You can't tell me dude yeah. doesn't understand that. I believe he understands that full-heartedly and, and full well, and this guy is going to do everything that he can do to win this year, and I agree. You got to have Cam Thomas giving you 20 a night to do that. Like, you got to have Sumner giving you 15 you, a night. You know what you have to do? You got to trade Watanabe, and I know you don't want to. I know you don't want to. You got to trade him and Joe Harris, <laughs> and you got to go and get – because I, I also think when you add Spencer Dinwiddie into this mix, and what did I tell you guys last year right before the deadline? Spencer Dinwiddie should be a Utah Jazz man. Yep. I told you that. And he wasn't, and then what happened? He beat you in Dallas. Yep. He is a prime time, hey, the, oh, the bright lights are on? Okay, time for me to perform. Spencer Dinwiddie's still a baller in this league. Yep. And he's a guy that I think you can build around. Kevin Durant and Spencer Dinwiddie work really well together. I don't put a lot of value on, on Dorian Finney-Smith, frankly. I think he's a role player at best. Yeah. But if you flip Joe Harris and you flip Watanabe and you turn him into – and oddly enough, they need a guy like a Russell Westbrook. They need a guy that will run downhill and – Well, you, but you know who that should be. Ben Simmons. Should be Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is a downhill player. That's what he does. And I just don't I just don't think he and Kevin have a relationship. No, and I he, really but, don't. But it's not <laughs> there you can't trust Ben Simmons, man. Just the same way. Like Ben Simmons and Kyrie, their situations are totally different. But at the end of the day, it's the same. You can't trust them. And and I don't know, like if I'm Ben Simmons, I don't know why this has to be so difficult. I don't know why you can't just go out there and hoop, man. Yeah. I think it is. I think it's very interesting. Um, ooh, look at Adrian Wojnarowski with a Woj bomb. Woj bomb. Discussions on a new labor agreement continue. The NBA and the NBA PA are expected to extend an early opt-out deadline uh, on Wednesday. Um, this this Wednesday, hello, this Wednesday deadline um, was extended once on December 15, and it pushes back both sides' ability to opt out of their current deal. Yeah. Oh, on top of all this news, there is a labor disagreement in the oh. NBA, right? So, I mean, I, I the disagreements are are often ugly, but there is no disagreement that the best barbecue equipment in the business is at Barbecue Pit Stop. BBQPitStop.com. 
See what he did there? Are you kidding me right now? That's some of his best work. BBQPitstop.com. Make sure you stop by one of their five Utah locations. Logan, Leighton, Lehigh, the Jay-Z in St. George. Of course, our good friends in Murray on State Street. Barbecue Pit Stop has five great locations. But don't ever forget, you can shop online. We have sold, I think, and I, I could be wrong, we've sold 17.9 million bottles of Asado seasoning by yes. Flavor Knuckles just on the, the Barbecue Pit Stop website. Yeah. And I will tell you, Mrs. Monty and I, I was going to go to, so a quick Asado story. I was going to go snowboarding yesterday. I went Saturday by myself, and then I was going to go Sunday by myself again. And I went to hop in the car, the Audi SQ5, spaceship, to come over to the Maverick Center for hockey on Saturday night, and the car wouldn't start. Um, Dead as a doornail. Um, so I couldn't go snowboarding yesterday because I had to get the car towed. So I stayed home in the Monty House tradition of Mrs. Monty and I spending Sunday mornings together making breakfast together, you know. which we do every Sunday now, included Asado eggs. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you now, Asado seasoning and scrambled eggs, it's a game changer. It's absolutely a game changer. Mrs. Monty made the banana pancakes. I made the scrambled eggs. Dude, flipping fantastic what you can do with Asado seasoning. I put it on chops. Steaks, wings, eggs. I'm telling you, it's the bomb. Asado seasoning from Flavor Knuckles at bbqpitstop.com. And again, you know when you hear barbecue pit stop, best equipment, Traeger, Yoder, Big Green Egg, Camp Chef, you name it. And by the way, if you're that guy who's going out to the backyard and hooking up a propane tank, smack yourself in the face because you just need to snap out of it, kid. Let's yeah, go. Let's go. You got to get into pellet smoking. And it's not this thing. I So many people are like, oh, but I don't know how to do it. Are there YouTube videos? Bro, plug in the smoker, pour the pellets in the hopper, and hit ignite. Come on, let's go, Schlepprock. Congratulations. You know how to now know how to use a smoker. It's so easy. The Traeger Ironwood series, which we've told you repeatedly, is yes. the biggest of the best. Uh, are you serious with this Traeger XL that they are coming out with? The, uh, the Ironwood XL? Looks unbelievable. Yeah, buddy, our Ironwood 885 absolutely kicks ass. This thing's even better. Check it out online at bbqpitstop.com. All right, Football 50 coming up in two minutes. Want to get some more of your comments in here? You guys, thank you so much for commenting on the show, watching the show every day. Um, I wish you'd smash the like button because we have got uh, about 1,700 views and only 74 likes on the program. The program. So let's go, you casuals. Hook it up. Uh, make sure you uh, also consider joining our membership. Are you guys, do you guys know about the membership? I know we have a lot of new viewers on the show. We offer you a membership for $9.99 a month. Guys like Teddy Wayman, guys like Jeremy Bolton, the mayor, um, you know, guys like Salty Drunk down in, in Australia. So many of you guys support this program by subscribing, hitting the subscribe button, giving us a thumbs up. Well, the next iteration of support now is you can become an exclusive member on the channel. Um, it gets you access into our uh, Instagram chat group, which is for members only, and it's awesome. We had all kinds of Kyrie talk yesterday, all kinds of flag football talk, all kinds of Traeger Smoker, 
Look at our guy, San Diego State Aztec, getting on the Traeger Smoker gang. It's just a really good community, and people support each other. We saw Jake um, Gordon at the game the other yes, night. He's yes, yes. Got a picture with Jake. Like you guys, if you want, kick you it, know, we'll flow. You need an RV? Look at that, Riley O'Brien, the best RV hey. salesman in the business. He's a member of the program as well. Yes. Consider joining. It's nine ninety nine a month. You can cancel anytime. You get merch discounts. By the way, we're inching ever so more closely. Just wait for approval, bro. To dropping our merch. Really excited about the t-shirts, sweatshirts that are coming. Um, amen to that. Can't wait for that. Our big Monty 5 birthday bash, which over the next couple of weeks, you're going to get a lot more details on. Become a member. You get it all first. Click the uh, membership link. We really appreciate you. Uh, how about a shout out to Greg Hawkins for expecting a baby boy. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, Greg Hawkins, who's a member of the program, shared with all of us in the members only uh, Instagram chat that he is having a baby boy. Dilly well, dilly. Dilly, dilly. dilly. He's not birthing the child through his crotch. That would be his lady right, friend. Right. You know. Right. That's what I'm saying. Right. Uh, Jack I Rumsey. I am your father. You know, Greg Hawkins is a father. Uh, Jack Rumsey says typical. Okay, what, is, what does that mean? I don't know. Um, Kurt Myers says, whatever happened to Tanner's presentation? I don't know. I haven't seen Tanner Plummer yeah, this morning. Yeah, I mean, morning. he hasn't submitted it for review yet. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, not sure, man. James Knight, who, uh, again, he's a member, says, uh, Jake gets firm. Firm. <laughs> every every time he sees that Ironwood promo. Oh my God! Just like that, oh. dude. How do you not? I don't know. How do you not? Dude? I don't know. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says it'll be available, but it takes Jake three months to send That's it right. out. That's right. That's right. You know. Well, see, we're doing it. The merch is going to be available, but we're going to have it drop shipped to you. Can you do That's what I'm saying. We're only two human beings, bro. Can only do so much in a day. You know what I yeah. mean? I mean, absolutely, we can only do so much in a day, but one of the things we do every day is football at 50, 10 to the hour, every hour on the Monty Show. Okay, are we going to die? Are we going to have a death match over Lamar Jackson? No, we're going to have a death match over Zachy Poo. How about this update from the J-E-T-S? Jets suck, suck. Yes. I believe that's word for word how that song goes. Right. Uh, Zach Wilson will not be traded or cut by the New York football Jets. They say they are going to keep him as their number two because they want to know what he can become if he sits a year behind a veteran quarterback. I'm to just which, telling you to guys. which I say, if you're drafting a quarterback and immediately playing him, whether you're Pervin Meyer and you know Lawrence in Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence the forehead, or <laughs> Zach Wilson with the Jets, they're going to struggle. They're going to struggle. And I think it has crippled Zach Wilson's ability to ever become a viable NFL quarterback. Uh -huh. I have real, real doubts. Does Zach Wilson ever become a starter in this league again? I, I really struggle with it. I don't think so, but I don't know. I, I, I'm a huge advocate for, for sitting behind a guy. Huge advocate. All the best of them have done it. Tom Brady, Patty Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. They all had somebody they followed in the quarterback That's room. Right. Who taught him, you know, Tampa 2 and XYZ Banana and all this stuff. 
that they need to understand as a quarterback. Because ultimately, what does it come down to? You got to be able to adjust protection and then audible the play. That's what you have to be able to do based on what's being presented yes. to you by the defense. Zach Wilson can't do that. And to me, totally. it's, just, it's really straightforward. You have to be able to do that. I, I just think it's really interesting that Zach Wilson has struggled so much just to be functional. Yeah. And you see the way he played at BYU, and this is the jump to the NFL. It's why it's so shocking that Stetson Bennett got that drunk ah. in public intoxication thing. Yeah. It's why it's so shocking that a guy like Bryce Young, oh, he's all of a sudden too small. Because I think what you have to do with quarterbacks in this draft is you have to pick them apart. And you have to make sure that they are almost bulletproof because there's so much pressure to play guys. Yeah. Right away, if you're going to draft them and pay them as much as rookie QBs are getting paid, I, man, I, I just think it is, it's crazy if you're the Jets to keep Zach Wilson. Well, and I, I would the, trade him. The tough part for the Jets, and, and again, I, and I know I keep drawing comparisons to the Arizona Cardinals, but you saw what the Cardinals had to go through just to get to Kyler, and Kyler hasn't even been that good, right? Yeah. So it's like, if you're one of these organization that, organizations that find yourself drafting a quarterback, you A, have to make sure you get that right, but then B, when you inevitably don't get it right because you suck at footballing, then it's like, okay, do we move on from this guy or do we keep trying? And that's that's the impossible choice. Yeah, totes, bro. Um, let's see. James Knight says, what's up? Tanner Plummer is here. Oh, he's here. Tanner Plummer is here. Should he says, Jake, I'll submit sometime today. It would have been a couple of days ago, but my life has been insane lately. Well, Tanner, you're you're the world famous. Super soaker. Super soaker now. Yeah. Have you soaked anybody lately? Hey, or? aren't you Tanner Plummer from that Monty show? Hey, Tanner. Hey, Tanner. Tanner, have you gotten in any Twitter spaces lately? Weren't you soaking on the train with them girls that one day, <laughs> Tanner Plummer from the Monty show? I'm actually excited to see what you submit, bro. Me Honestly, too. genuinely, I am. Kurt Myers says we need the Soakers Anonymous merch. <laughs> see, Tanner, you show up and people get happy. Whoa. Tanner says, yes, 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 Kurt. Exactly yes, right. Uh, yes. Let's see. Marius Georgian Chichevrovini. MGC? MGC says, so happy about those dumb jets. Tyler P says, Zach will become the best water boy jet ever. Could be. Uh, the mayor of Monty Town says, what the F are the jets doing? I mean, unless they're bringing A-A-Ron in. I'd trade Zachy Poo. Well, and that also it also begs a question. Okay, what is he going to sit behind Joe Flacco? Is that what is that the? Oh no, they've got to go and get a veteran quarterback. They, it, I mean, Joe Flacco is just not. What an is 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 Jimmy G the next you know gang green quarterback? I think it is. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is the logical solution for the Jets, but is Aaron Rodgers taking you to a Super Bowl? And I is don't he know. interested in playing for the Jets? I don't know. I mean, he did you guys see, by the way, he won the uh, Pro-Am at uh, Tahoe this weekend? Uh-huh. Just saying. Tyler P says, Rodgers going to the Raiders, pretty much a done deal. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, MGC says, JB, trade him. Ho the egg would take him. Somebody would take Zach Wilson. Absolutely. Yeah. They took Mitch Trubisky, dude. Um, let's see. Jeremy says, Zach sucks because they freaking signed Joe Flacco, the goat of mediocrity. You know. You know. Uh, Eric and Raleigh, uh, good morning, sir. He says, average Jets, Jets, Jets. A-V-E-R-A-G-E, Jets, Jets, Jets. Brandon Price says, Patty Mahomes taking back the Super Bowl MVP. Well, hey. 
I don't know. I, I have to lean. I have to lean Eagles. I mean, are we? Uh, I mean, it's early. It's only Monday. The injury's not a problem for Patty. He's had time. Yeah. I don't uh, think the injury's going to be a problem. Uh, you think? Yeah, I don't think it's going to be that much of a problem. I think he's going to be fine. Okay. I don't know if I can go with that. Football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour. Presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Papa Murphy's does meatballs? Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara? And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Well, we do it with savory ground beef covered in tangy marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza, make sure you use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase at $25 or more. And I just will again say traditional crust. Or I would go with the Heart Baker pizza. Oh, it's good. The, yeah. the heart yeah. shape. The... The Damar Hamlin shaped pizza. <laughs> the heart shaped pizza. I love you. Uh, the heart shaped pizza. But I, I'm not a pep guy. Yeah. I I haven't had so- sausage on pizza in. No. Oh, dude, I love it. I love it. I. Yeah. I'm a sausage guy. Where do you what meat on pizza go? Uh, not chicken barbecue. Chicken barbecue. No, 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 no. Chicken no, barbecue, Hawaiian. bro. Ham and pineapple, bro. Nah, bro. Ham and pineapple. Nah, bro. Ham and pineapple. Nah, bro. That's right, T. Are you really a ham and pineapple guy? Yeah, I love it. That's your favorite. Yeah. No. If I'm doing meat, that's my favorite. Sausage one, barbecue chicken two. Uh-huh. There, I had a good fettuccine pizza in Chicago probably 10 years ago. Haven't seen anybody make a fettuccine pizza lately. But I think sausage one, barbecue chicken two. I'm not a... I, is it? This is going to sound weird. So we went to the break in daybreak yes, the other night, the yes. sports bar. What'd you get? Uh, I had a salad. I had a Cobb salad. Nice. Mrs. Monty, though, had a turkey avocado on, um, oh, my God. Sourdough, rye. No, 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 no. The, uh, the French thing. Oh, a croissant. Oh, my gosh. Dude. <laughs> she, had a, she had a turkey avocado, bacon avocado on a croissant. Whoa, she ate bacon? On a croissant. No, she did not. She took it off, and I, I hate to say it. I hate to say it. I'm not eating meat anymore. Not eating but meat. But I'm not a I'm not a huge bacon guy anymore. Yeah. I, and I Bacon's don't know. Every once in a while. Every once in a while. Like at, when I say once in a while, like two three times a year, maybe. I, I is that a sacrilege on the show? Because I will I will also say, bacon on the Traeger, bomb. Yeah. I mean, and that's what I'm saying. Like to the moon, bro. Yeah. To the moon. Yeah, I love I love bacon bits oh, on a geez. salad. Here I, what? Here we go. MGC says pineapple is Dude, not for pizza. I like to, bro. I like to. You we fucking donkey. We were vibing you on know, the MGC name. I really liked you. You know. And, you know. Now, now, M- MGC. The way this works is, if you join the membership, then then I'll agree with your take. You see how that works? That doesn't work that way. Kurt Meyer says the best pizza in the world comes from Chicago. Well, duh. Damn right. I mean, Giordano's deep dish? Come on now. Dilly dilly. Giordano's? Come on now. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says if you're putting pineapple on pizza, you're a communist. Did you fly that balloon? No, I didn't. 
I am a Sacha. Okay, so put your meat in the comments. Actually, whoa, whoa. 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 This is a family show. <laughs> what is your favorite meat to put on a pizza that's not attached to your body, please? And if you put pineapple on pizza, you're definitely part of Team Lean, okay? Yeah. No, you're not. I'm a sausage guy. My my meat preference is yeah. sausage. Although I will say, I also had shaved uh, beef on a pizza once. Remarkable. S Italian sausage, barbecue chicken, and then something See, else. but this is why the meatballs from Papa Murphy's are so good. Yeah, Eric and Raleigh says uh, bacon is way too salty. It's overwhelming. Don't well. disagree. Uh, Jack Rumsey. Says pizza can be whatever you want it to be as long as it's on good bread, crust, meat, veggies, fruit, whatever. See, and this is a really good point, Jack. Welcome to the show. I think, Jack, you're a new listener. But Welcome to the program. Showgram. Uh, Jack, program. you actually hit the nail on the pizza head. The crust <laughs> is what does it. it, it it's absolutely like when I was a kid in high school. Now I'm 78 years old. Lil Monty. You, Lil Monty. <laughs> um, <laughs> What's up, big bro? Now, back in high school, and I graduated high school in 1991, uh -huh. the pizza puff was all about the bread. Right. Because it's just, you know. What was your favorite kind of pizza puff? Oh, sausage. I'm a sausage pizza guy. You want, hey, man, you want to send me some sausage pizza? Knock it down. I will also say, though, I broke the fast, though, and I had a Costco hot dog yesterday. Oh. Damn right. Now, me and Mrs. Monty split a Costco hot dog. Okay. Oh, man, dude. So good. But I can't do Costco pizza anymore. And this has been the well, Papa Murphy. This yeah, has been the Papa yeah. Murphy's See, problem. See, this is what happens. You start getting all in on Papa Murphy's, you won't want. Like, I am not a pie guy. I am not a Costco guy nah. anymore. I can't do pizza where I have to like paper towel off the grease. Nah. And I was watching this family, this beautiful family, yeah. sitting at a table like three away from us in the food court. And they all had like pieces of pizza, you know, and they pull off the foil. And the mom is taking a napkin and like dabbing the kid's pizza. Yeah. And I'm just like, nah, bro, I can't do it. Cannot do but it. But do you, so, but your favorite is barbecue chicken. My favorite is sausage. My second favorite is barbecue chicken. But I'm <laughs> telling you, you, <laughs> that's why you said that. You go to Papa <laughs> Murphy's and it's never, the pizza is never greasy and the crust is unbelievable. Yep. So, uh, Jason says impossible meat for the win. Yes. <laughs> No, not chicken. I'm telling you, the Impossible Burger at, at The Habit, unbelievable. Uh, let's see. Geoff says Team Lean. Okay, we'll move on. Uh, Tyler P says Sausage, Bacon, and Pepperoni. No. Nobody's Team Lean. Uh, team Pineapple on Pizza, Double Ham. Oh. No, Geoff, no. Uh, by the way, Geoff wanted us to swear that we would do a, a baseball segment every day during the season. You can just oh, bank yeah, that Oh, yeah, you can right book now. that, dude. You just write oh, that yeah, now. you can book it. Uh, Kurt Meyer says, I'm not prejudiced. I love meat lovers. Ooh, there you go. So wait, you love meat lovers, but He not likes the meat? the meat lovers pizza. Oh, okay, got it, meat, got it, got you. it. Just clarifying, just yeah, clarifying. Uh, MGC says, be real, guys. Nobody that does pineapple on pizza is a pizza fan. I love pineapple dude, on pizza. Dude, I'm telling you, man, pineapple on pizza is clutch, dude. One of my go-to pizzas at Papa Murphy's is traditional crust, pineapple, herb. herb. You put the herb mix on there, cheese, pineapple, extra mushroom, yeah. extra onion. Yeah, and then put that thing on Boom. a smoker, you're good to go. Boom. I want it. Uh, James Knight says, good for you, Monty, expressing your love for sausage. Well. Love it. 
Uh, Kurt Meyer says Costco eliminated the combo. They did during the pandemic. Yeah, and that's the other thing that that like I love that Costco's not raising their prices, and I love that Costco stayed consistent and didn't you know take mm-hmm. this approach of well we're going to undercut Costco by twelve cents. Yes. Sam's Club. Like I like what Costco's doing, but to get rid of the combo is definitely a, a, a bad choice. I, yeah, no. Yeah, uh, Holabilly. By the way, Holabilly, did you see the Utah Grizzlies had a goalie fight the other night? So awesome! There was a huge brawl at the Grizzlies. Game was amazing. Know uh, your role and shut your mouth. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Chicago has great pizza, but the NHL team over there is crap. It is. I am a suffering Chicago Blackhawk fan, and I don't mind telling you that. What is Riley O'Brien talking about down here, about this Riley guy, O'Brien, Jack? Riley O'Brien, Riley O'Brien. Right there. Right what, there. What's he talking about? Uh, it's a great day for the Monty Show with Jack Rumsey in the house. He and I talk a lot of jazz basketball stemming from this here program. Right. And his name is John Cena. Program. There you go. And, and his, his name is John Cena. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, good morning, Glenn, a member of the program. Jack Rumsey agreed. Good pizza crust makes it way easy for me to get the combo no meat. Yeah. Not calling it vegetarian, my guy. Yeah, I mean the the having great crust, which again I maintain Papa Murphy's has great crust. And yes, they advertise on the show and they're a partner of ours, but you know, Papa Murphy's has changed the game. I mean, the the idea that you know, like, because, again, remember, we weren't huge into smoking before we got a smoker. So oh. like we took a chance and we were like, all right, I want to go and figure this out. And then that's how we found Barbecue Pit Stop. You'd think Barbecue Pit Stop, best equipment in the business. So we got an Ironwood 885, and then we stumbled upon Papa Murphy's, and we were like, wow, smoking pizza's bomb. We love it. And so then, you know, we had to get, we had to make Papa Murphy's the official pizza of the Monty Show and get it done. And and so now it's like just going up to Costco and getting a cheese pizza is a casual take. I mean, it just doesn't live up to what you would expect out of pizza. Like, you know, I... I yeah. Costco used to be one of my favorite around, but now it's not because you go to Papa Murphy's, it's way less greasy, the ingredients are better. Yes. And by the way, I liked the smoked flavor better. And not even because they advertise. I'm just telling you, I never understood how good Take and Bake was until Papa Murphy's. Yes. Right? Like it just changes. Better send those refunds. Just changes it, man. It does. Glenn, by the way, just got himself a Traeger smoker. Welcome to the gang. Let's go, Welcome Glenn. to the game. Let's go. Jeff says baseball. Woo! Exactly right. Yeah. Ooh, Matt Ritson, you're a stud. I like salami. Okay, we'll leave out the Canadian bacon part. I like salami with mushrooms. Oh, yeah. I'm a dude. I my I I'm Italian, so I grew up in a big Italian family, and my aunts had used to have the best salami at their house. You'd always look forward to going. My uncle Danny's house always had like the best selection of like. Mm. We really did. Yes, ma'am. Uh, anyway, Tim L. says Philly cheesesteak, pizza, Alfredo sauce, and oh, green peppers. Oh, dude. Uh, Kurt Meyer says, Jake, get your uh, mind out of the gutter. This is a family showroom. Will program, you please grow program, up? Program. Okay. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, uh, only baseball I'm here for uh, are the Cubs are going to make themselves worse. Thanks, Ricketts family. Yeah, seriously. Anybody see? Seriously. Just two seconds. Good Lord. Anybody have a problem? Like, G off, Jeff, you got any problem with the fact that Padre Nation is just fawning over Fernando Tatis? Not for long, because like, as soon on, as dude. that guy puts on a jock strap, he's going to pull a muscle and be out for the because year. Because it's garbage. But I will say, Padre Nation showed up this yes. weekend. Whew, that was awesome. Uh, Riley O'Brien says, you guys, Jack Rumsey is the man, one of, the, one of my closest friends. I'm fired up. He's here. Let's Jack, go. welcome to the program, man. 
Glad you're here as Jack, well. Jack, you got to consider getting in on the on the membership so you can yeah, come to our, to our event with uh, with Riley. Yeah, bring a plus one. Don't be a plus one. Yeah. Uh, Ron Nolan says liverwurst, Roquefort, and capers on thin crust. Dude, okay. okay. You, Dude, had well, at, you, you had me at liverwurst. But then like, when you go with Roquefort, which is blue cheese, and capers, capers are, Dude, come on. What are we come doing? On, come on. Come on. MGC no. says, yeah, exactly. Hurl. <laughs> Uh, smoking pizza must be awesome. I admit without even having the chance to try. Oh, the smoke flavor. MGC. Are you in Utah? Are yeah. you in Salt Lake? Like, where, where are, you? are you? Ham and pineapple, mushroom and onion for me. Yes. My guy. Let's My go, guy, Jim. James. Hey, hey, whoa. You're skipping the lead, James. 4X gold first, then the pie. Yes. While you're smoking the pie. Come on. 4X gold. Come on. Jack Rumsey says salami. My favorite Italian meat for sure. Right? Yeah. Like I, oh man. But they say that that meat is not that type of meat is is really tough on your system. It's bad for you, yeah, because it's got a bunch of stuff. Yeah, in it, but I don't care. Yeah, I'm, I'm it's fat. cured. John Jackson, JJ, what's up? What flavor of pellets do you use for smoking pizza? Oh man, dude, I prefer. I really like the Traeger competition mix, but last time I bought pellets at uh, Barbecue Pit Stop, I think I got cherry from them. Yeah, and it is. Pecan. Also I, a big fan of mesquite. Mesquite's really well, good. Well, mesquite is everything. Yeah. Mesquite's everything. You, you can't go wrong with it. Uh, MGC says, is baseball a real sport? Okay, let's move on. Eric C says, Padre Nation cannot wait to throw a, a crow sandwich in Jake's face. He's just a hack. Good luck. Fernando Street Clothes Tatis yeah, Jr. thank you. Exactly. Thank you. you know, <laughs> hey, Fernando, hope that you're, you know, you did an oh. oil change on your motorcycle, bud. Thanks. Yeah, you're going to get oil change being Thanks. a Tatis fan. After the Street Clothes Davis. M MGC says, I'm in Dublin, Ireland. Oh, what's oh. up, dude? What's up, bro? Let Let's go. What do you think of uh, what do you think of Connor coaching the uh, Ultimate Fighter again? What and, do you think? And by the way, Dublin is one of the best places I've ever visited. I, Mrs. Monty and I walked all over that place. It was amazing. Kurt Myers says uh, the smoked pizza in Lehigh Barbecue was awesome. Yes, it was. Uh, pineapples and jalapenos. Jalapenos. Sweet with spicy. Yeah. Jared Radmall says I agree. I agree. Good food talk. Like yes. just stretch it out we a little get a bit. Little loose. It's been so serious with the deadline, bro. Like, it has been. It damn. has been. Uh, I would agree Fact. with that. All right, let's get back to NBA. Kyrie. Um, let me ask who do you who's who's the favorite to win the NBA championship right now? I think you still got to go with Boston. I, I think Boston. Boston. Boston's been there. Ba you know, I, they I, have the experience. I'm telling you, there's something dysfunctional between Jalen and and Jason. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I'm. Well, what's dysfunctional is they don't show up in the biggest moment. That's what's dysfunctional. I mean, I think that they're a damn good team, but the mm. problem is they can't seem to find a night where both of them go for 30 or go for 35 or 40. Like, you need to have... In the playoffs, you both got to show up to win a series. It just It is the reality of the situation, and I think they have a nice little Batman and Robin dynamic where Jalen takes a secondary seat to Jason, but, but at, at the same time... I think that they have work to do. They're like, there's no question about it. They have a lot of work to do. I thought it was embarrassing that they lost to Phoenix at home. And you look at they, JT, Jason Tatum scores 20. Jalen scores 27. You get 19 from, from who I think is a really important player, Derek Wright. Mm -hmm. White, Derek White. But you didn't get anything from anybody else, really. I mean, you really... I'm telling you again, this team misses Marcus Smart. Yeah. He is the 
He is the most important guy on that club. And I know that people think I'm crazy. I don't favor Boston to come out of the East. I still think, ask me on Thursday at at one o'clock in the afternoon. Because I still maintain, I know you're going to call me stupid, Philly's got something working. Mm -hmm. Because Joe is playing his ass off. I'm curious what Cleveland does at the deadline. Because Donnie's getting a little bit healthier now. Like, I think the East is wide open. I don't think Boston's elite. I, I, I don't know how else to how else to say that. I think the way that, that Philadelphia defends, I think the way that Cleveland defends, I think makes them very dangerous. And I still maintain, is Denver good enough to be an NBA champion? Mm. This I don't think they are. I don't think they are. And But again, guess who's hurt? Steph Curry's hurt. So you're going to keep running out this nonsense? Oh, Golden State's coming, bro. in the playoffs. Hey, Brusky. Get in the playoffs. They just, now it's not that they're, they're experienced. Now they just got to get in the playoffs. They do. And if Steffi can handle that little labial bruising he's got, like I'm... T- I'm a man! They're done. They're cooked. Let me get this right. Let me get this right. Yeah, go so, ahead. So you, wanna, you want to lay down with Philly and say that Philly's got something going. Because they defend. The of James Harden. The of Joel Embiid. When Philly hasn't won a damn thing. Correct. And then you want to sit here and say that the 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 organization that's been there and done that, has mm-hmm. the experience, knows yep. they just need to get into the tournament, has no uh-huh. chance. That yep. they're that they're just done. Very little chance. Yeah. Very okay. little chance. Well. Draymond's not that guy anymore. Whatever he left in the in Boston in the finals, he left it there. And you look at Clay not being the same guy, Steph can't stay it, it father time is catching up because they've played so many games. I'm telling you, this just is that year where they're going to have to suck it up, Buttercup, and not go to the finals. Mm-hmm. And then I look, I look at Phoenix. If Book is back this week and he's better than ever, okay. And if they make a deal, okay. If they trade first round picks, okay. Let's let's see what you ended up with. Are they going to trade Jay Crowder? Or is Jay Crowder going to waste away? I think they're going to trade him. I think if there's a team that's got a chance to be a force in the playoffs. It's not Golden State, it's Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Because Phoenix has assets coming back. Steph Curry's got this now this ligament tear in his knee that is not an MCL, an ACL, or PCL. It's these connect, the connective tissue that holds your small bone to the big bone in your lower leg. I think that's HIPAA. That's not a small thing, dude. Yeah. Like, they're just, it's out of time. I don't disagree that time. Father Time is catching up. But what I disagree with is is that there should be any belief in Philly. I just I I still can't get down with it, man. I, I listen. I don't love I don't love Philly, but that's a dangerous team. They're defending. Yeah, they are defending. Yeah. And if they, I think they have got to get one more, really just knockdown guy whose name is not George. I agree. Ewing. I agree. If they can, because Malik Beasley, I think uh, he's one of them. But I'm telling you, Tyrese Maxey is a really nice three. It's a really nice, like, third option. James Harden, I don't think, is a lethal scorer anymore, obviously. Joe is an MVP candidate. James is a really good distributor. Tyrese Maxey is a nice little six man. You need a legitimate third option on that team. Yeah. And if they go and get that, you want to talk about a team that should be thirsty for Jordan Clarkson. <laughs> Like, you need a volume scorer on that team. Do you want to set up the meeting? You know, like, I'm serious. You need a volume scorer on that team. Yeah. And, and you, the, you want a team that should go and get Jay Crowder? That's a Philadelphia 76ers, yep. dude. Yep. Like, there are deals to be made for them. But, again, you know, a team that's one player away as well? The Miami Heat. I mean, who's better than the Miami Heat in a close game, a, a clutch yeah. situation late in a game? 
they're really good. They just don't have the weapons right now. They're yeah. out of bullets. They need to go reload. So the one team I know that I don't believe in right now, though, is Memphis. I, this whole thing, did you guys hear? Yeah. And, and Jod, Jod dismissed it. Mm-hmm. But there was this accusation that John Morant was in a van. And I'm going to bring up the other team. Cruised by an opponent after a game and put lasers on them. Like, hey, we're we going to shoot you. We did. Now, Cha completely denies it. The NBA say they've investigated. This is who Memphis is now. This is yeah. no longer, hey, Dylan Brooks is just hitting Donnie and the Bulls. Yeah. This has turned into, we're a bunch of punks who didn't win, so now we're just being idiots. Yeah. Like, this is who Dylan Brooks is. Desmond Bain, this is who it's you are. It's culture. Is, but here's my bigger question. Is this who Ja Morant is? Well. Because this is a really serious accusation. He, again, categorically has denied being in a van that drove by their, the, the team they were playing that night and pointed lasers at him. Uh-huh. Like, that's not funny. Funny, please. Not in this culture. Not in Memphis. With what Memphis is going through, that's not funny. But that's who this team is now, I think. Yeah. Is it who Ja Morant is? I, I want to say no, but I can't definitively say no. It's mm. your team, my man. Like, it's your team, which means it's your responsibility. Now, I'm not saying that... You know, if he was not in that van, as as you said, he denies being in that van and being there and, you know, being around the situation. If he wasn't there and this was some spinoff or some subsect mm-hmm. of their roster, then I think it's hard to put it on Jock because he wasn't even his, there. It's his clique. Yeah. It's his, this group. It's this. And again, I'm not saying T. Morant's done anything wrong. T is Jaw's father. Why are we talking about you so much, T? Yeah. Why are you always in the middle of something? Why is Ja always in the middle of something? Why is Dylan You're Brooks? Your element. Why is Dylan Brooks always in the middle of something? Yeah. You know, like this is this is the difference between, you know, like Javaris Crittenton and that ridiculous mess that happened back in the day in the, the Wizards locker room with guns being pulled and what are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah. Right? Like, that's what this reminds me. It takes me back to that stupidity. Yeah. The the jailblazers getting pulled over with a bunch of weed smokers in their car. Like, mm-hmm. what are we doing? Mm-hmm. And that's what these kind of allegations are. It's just really, it's really stupid. It's yeah. it's really, really, really stupid. Uh, let's see. Mr. Preston says, barbecue pit stop competition mix with Jack Daniels pellet mix. Go Mets. <laughs> I, I was with you, listen, Mr. Preston, I was with you right up until you said go, and then the words Mets. Is that, was that just like an autocorrect problem? You know how sometimes autocorrect will get you? Was that just an, was that just an I mean, autocorrect problem? Nobody's actually a Mets fan. No, no, no. Like, come on. You Come mean, on. you're talking about the Metropolitans. Like, like I think... I Right, VW, VW. Yeah, you don't mean like the New York baseball Mets. Yeah. Okay, that's enough. Stop, please. You mean like Victor Wambanyama's Metropolitans in right. Paris. Right, That must be what you what you mean, you know. Uh, let's see. Tyler P says Celtics and Bucks. Bucks are really good. They're going to make a deal here. We'll see. And it, it may not make James Knight very happy because I think there's a chance Joe Ingles gets moved. But yeah. I could be wrong. Uh, Louis Capazzo in the Jeezy. Yeah, in the Jeezy. Good morning, St. George. Dallas after the blockbuster trade is not the best team in the West. Close. 
Uh, Riley Brown says, Jack Rumsey is a big Jim Rome fan. I told him your history with Rome. Jack um, is Monty's show for life with us all now. LFG, let's go. Let's, let's go, go, Jack. Come we on, were gonna, Jack. We need to get another What's Your Beef segment called. Yeah, then. we need to get another one of those calls done. And we just didn't have a great beef last week, you know. And we didn't. We didn't. Yeah. Travis Bird, member of the program. Happy birthday, Travis Bird, by the way. Turned the 48 program. over the weekend. Uh, said, I see the Bucks uh, after they get Clarkson from the Jazz. Well, let's see what that looks like. Program. Hullabilly. Also, I missed the fight, guys. Turned on Bob Ross after the Grizzlies went down 3 nothing in the first. Yeah, that was not. this was not a good weekend for Utah Grizzlies hockey, seriously. John Jackson, I just don't know if Luka can share the spotlight with Kyrie. I think that's the whole question. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. There's no spotlight. Let's let's stop. There's no. It's Dallas, dude. There's no spotlight. You need to get to the Western Conference well, there Finals, is now. dude. There is now. Mm, mm. After how deep they went last year, you get Kyrie, and now you're you're. I think Luca better get healthy, and and Kyrie better stay healthy. Those two need to play a hell of a lot of games together, and they need to practice together. But you see, like I agree, they do. But what are we what are we quite literally saying? Oh, they need to play all these games together. He's never been to play a lot of games with anybody, guy. That's he hasn't. like uh, that. But listen, like, you don't put spots on a tiger, dude. Like you just yeah. you don't do it. Like I don't see the listen, Kyrie Irving is a guy who misses a lot of games and is terrible for team chemistry. It's internal. He wants to be he wants to be the best guy on the team, and I just Yeah. I don't think that's an option in Dallas. I don't. Brandon Butler, a member of the program. Good morning, Brandon. I have the feeling Danny and Jay-Z are about to put on some Marvin Gaye's serve some wine and smash some teams. Wow. Let's hope. Uh, Travis says Bucks win the East. Could very well be. E.T., what do you think the ceiling is for this Lakers team as it's currently constructed? Are we going to assume they're all healthy? Yeah, if healthy, yeah. They could win the Western Conference. Yeah. If, if LeBron and AD are LeBron and AD, they're the best team in the West. Problem is, Anthony Davis is never healthy. LeBron's yeah. playing unbelievable basketball. Yep. And don't forget, he's going to break the all-time scoring record this week. So. After the street closed, Davis. We'll see. Tyler P says, Warriors are cooked. LFG says, I smashed the like button. Let's go. Let's go. We are at 101 likes, casuals. Let's go. Hit it. Uh, almost 2,000 views. We're at 101 likes. Appreciate you guys. Uh, where are we at on subs this morning? Please. We had a really productive uh, subscriber weekend. Yeah. Everybody always asks me now. It's like we've trained we you on subs? to ask where we are Can't on subs. Ooh, wow. 10,683. Let's go. Okay. 11,000 on the way. Tyler P says, Bucks still don't have Middleton if he's back for the playoffs and nobody's beating the Bucks. Man, he's been banged up. But again, that's a guy that played a lot of basketball. That's why I would not get excited if your dudes are playing in the Euros and in the Olympic tournaments. And yeah. It's just a matter of time. It, it, just a matter of time. Uh, brother, appreciate it. And thanks for the one-month member, Justin. Okay, wait, what did we miss? What did I miss? Yeah, what did we I miss I don't here? know what I missed. I have no idea. LFG says, uh, what does this mean for the rest of the NBA? They become members of the Flat Earth Society? Well, yeah, you know, I mean, the Earth is flat. It's not round. And by the way, dude, I watched Interstellar Friday night. That movie is insane. Speaking of Flat Earth and you space. Interstellar. Yeah, with Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, worth Why? your time. Oh, it's a Why? hell of a movie, dude. Get a life. Yeah. I I went to um I can't remember the name of the um Chinese restaurant we went to the other night. It's at my Asian Bistro 88 in South Jordan at the district right next to Mo Betters. 
more uh, betters right next to more Hello, betters where there there's just a lot of people betting on things so there's more anyway well they have positions because we don't bet i had an unbelievable i'm a huge sushi fan some people are not no nah, i don't it's, yeah no I, I had a great vegas roll and then it's garbage i had shrimp fried rice with double shrimp how do you not like shrimp fried rice? I like, do. I don't. Get I it do like you. shrimp fried rice. I just don't get it with chicken you. fried rice, steak fried rice. You know, your mom fried rice. Brandon yeah. Butler says, uh, "Just don't trust Harden," and he's not wrong. Well, I, I, I don't think you should. I don't think you should. Uh, Et says Lakers broke the Grizzlies quite possibly. Uh, Tyler P. Uh, Jaws entourage is becoming a problem. Yes, it is. Yep. Yes, it is. Tanner P, what's up, bud? Does Kyrie to Dallas mean that they're all going to be flat earthers? Probably. Yeah. Probably. Uh, Anthony Kobe says, pineapple and jalapeno coleslaw with smoked pulled pork is the bomb. Oh, my God. Okay, I'll pass on the first part, but Bro. I'll take the smoked pulled pork. What do you do? Jalapeno coleslaw is actually really good. Why would you bring that up on this show, Kobe? Like, dude, I, I'm fat. Yeah, like you I'm understand. Hungry. You understand. I've been up for four hours yeah, now. Thank you. Four hours already. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Three, uh, four, five, Bonnie, six, seven. Please. Almost five hours I've been out of bed and I haven't eaten yet. Uh, Capazzo says, You can deny all you want. The fact of the matter is, people think you did it. Therefore, that is all that is going to be reported. That's right. With He's Facts. talking about Cha pointing the laser thing. Mr. Preston, dude, seriously, do I need to do a wellness check on you? Keep it real. I mean, should we send somebody to the crib? Let's settle this right now. Are you are you having a stroke, sir? Mr. Preston, are you feeling like Joe Sy? Do you feel betrayed by Jacob deGrom? The Mets, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Jacob the DeGrom, Rangers. doesn't he... The, the, oh, the Rangers are still a baseball team. Yes, yes, yes. The Rangers? What? Buddy went to pitch in that stadium anyway. with the jet stream out to right field. Good luck. Brother! Said, I heard that, Monty, you know I'm um, New York State, Monty. Oh, are you really? I did not know that. J.J. Craggett. J.J., welcome to the Damn, show. Damn, I didn't know that we had this. Craggett, New York Mets fan since the 80s. Bro, how many Mets fans do we have on the showroom? Jeez. One of the greatest home runs I ever hit as a young baseball player was because I imitated the batting stance of one Gary Carter. And I hit a light pole in left field doing it. It was amazing. I will never... You know when you're a kid and you hit a home run and it hits a light pole and it just goes, boom! Yes. Greatest feeling ever. It yes. moved a little bit as I run yeah. on the bases. Uh, Jennifer Lastimosa. Why is this your last mimosa? Yeah. See what it... See, because it's Lastimosa, but he, you know, changed it to last mimosa. Mimosa. Yeah. Uh, JC to the Sixers is a big trouble for the East. Could be. Yeah, but I think it's good for the Jazz. I mean, who who knows what you get back or what you ask for? I mean, I'd they have to go and look at their pick situation in Philly. Give me the minivan. Oh, the minivan. I want George Niang back yeah, on the, the ball club. Yeah, flame on, flame or, on. Or Tyrese Maxey. James Knight says, are, are you out of your mind, Monty? Joe's a fan favorite in Milwaukee. Well, then they would never trade him. Could you imagine Joe Ingles in Phoenix? Good luck. Facial uh, recognition. Brother says, also, I'm a Yankees fan, so I don't like the Mets. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Okay, now we can talk. Best first baseman in baseball. Yes. Uh, by the way, Shohei Otani wearing New Balance. Congratulations on still being irrelevant. Uh, Matt Ritson. There are any updates? Uh, Pac-12 conference heard closely $30 million with ESPN and going to add San Diego State and SMU. 
Well, don't know where you heard that from. I mean, we've only been, you know, everybody I mean, you, is, you know, you know, it's only been what six weeks you've been reporting that. Yeah, something like that. Devin uh, Pohl says Interstellar is the Dude, greatest. Dude, I'm telling movie. you, bro, it was an experience. God, listen, you know, <laughs> well, I think you need to knock on the door for him to hear you. God. Hello. What's up, big bro? God, is that you? Can you hear me, sir? <laughs> Interstellar is not nearly as good as Gladiator. Stop. By the way, okay, and I'll do it. It's 830. I'll do it. I'll tell you, The Mayor of Kingstown is one of the best TV shows I've ever seen. Okay, so do you have Paramount Plus now, or nope. how are you accessing it? Well, people like me, and I'm good looking, so I get a lot of stuff for free. Uh, uh, got it on Amazon Prime Video, man. Um, um, you can get, you can get what people don't understand is you can get a lot of other people's programming on Amazon prime video. Mm -hmm. So we went, we bought season one and veg for how much $24. Okay. How did you feel about the price? Loved it because you, here's yeah. the problem. Here's the problem. You, you subscribe to all these services like, like the mayor, of show. King, <laughs> mayor of Kingstown. Well, but mayor of Kingstown is a paramount program, right? Paramount plus nine 99 a month. And then you forget about it. And like 10 years later, you're like, damn, bro. That's what I'm trying to avoid. I don't want to pay. I actually think it's $7.99. So what is that? $86 a year? Yeah. Or $96 a year? I don't want to pay 100 bucks a year for Paramount. Yeah. I just want to watch The Mayor of Kingstown. Yeah. And I am telling you, dude, it's well, okay, worth your what time. Did you, what, what, did you, what did you like about it? It is... It just was compelling. It's the Sopranos and Chicago PD combined. Okay. It I is. Like that. It there's now I will tell you it's R rated. There's absolute gratuitous nudity. How about that? Violence. It's not for your kids. So it's some peaky blinders sort of It is stuff. It, it it has very much has peaky blinders kind of violence in it. Yeah. Absolutely. But the mayor of Kingstown is worth your time. I'm telling you it is Jeremy Renner, I don't know, man. The guy's a stud. Yeah. Even though he's been crushed by a snowcat, the because dude is a stud. That, he finished that, the mayor of Kingstown, before the snowcat Yeah, there's thing, two right? seasons. We're yeah. through season one. Yeah. Season one was spectacular. The, yeah. the prison riot at the end of season one, worth your, worth your time. Like, it is the mayor and of his Kingstown. Name is John Cena. Dude, I'm serious. I'm serious. The mayor of Kingstown is unbelievable. Yeah. I just, I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Um, you know, uh, my Monty fan says, which reminds me, Mon, I need to cancel some subscriptions, League Pass being one of them. Why you, are you, you upset about League Pass? You have to manage your subscriptions because it auto-renews. This is the other problem Mrs. Monty and I talked about. We're eating a hot dog at Costco yesterday, and what are they selling? Hey, hey, bro, come on over to the table here at Costco. We're going to give you a free grocery bag if you select auto-renew on your membership. Sucker. <laughs> no, dude. I'm not auto-renewing anything. I have anything. no problem not auto-renewing at Costco and them having to tell me at the register, hey, you got to pay your, yes, no your membership fee. No problem. No problem. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. But, you know, uh, Capazzo says Blazing Saddles is the greatest movie ever. Gladiator. I love Blazing Saddles, by the way. Followed by Spaceballs, Strange Brew, Out Cold, and Old School. Old School's good. Yeah. Uh, I have a question. Is this brother says, uh, do you think Steph Curry could replace Kyrie Irving? Because Kyrie is now the now in Dallas and they need a replacement in the East like Harden and trade. You're not Steph trading Curry's Steph never Curry, leaving dude. Golden State. Yeah. 
And by the way, this argument we had on Twitter yesterday, you don't have to like Kyrie Irving as a person. Nobody does. Yeah. He's arguably the best point guard in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, it, it is, that's inarguable. If no, you there's wanna, only two. It's him and Steph. That's yeah. it. That's it. And I'm taking, I'm taking, I'm probably taking Steph, but boy, it's close. It is. It is. Yeah, close. I think if you if we have the classic what if and you take out all the garbage off the court for Kyrie Ooh. and you just look at on the floor Kyrie. Yeah, I think it's incredibly close. I think that Kyrie yeah. Irving has hit huge shots in his career. I think his handle is better than Steph's. But the problem is, is I think that that um, Steph revolutionized the game. That's the problem for Kyrie. I would Steph, agree with that. Steph is quite literally the reason the NBA is played the way it is today from three. That's the thing. I would so. agree with that. I don't understand this right here, man. What? My guy Greg Hawkins is commenting. He says, Sup so we use a streaming software. And I think this happened to Teddy Wayman earlier. We, we have a streaming software, and we use it, but gr like Greg Hawkins says, sup all. And I don't know, hopefully Greg comments again, but that doesn't come through for me. Like, I don't see his comment. I see Holabilly responding to it. Holabilly says, sup, Greg, congrats, my guy. Yeah, by the way, Greg. Huh, that's interesting. Greg Hawkins yeah, is going to be a congrats, dad. Congrats, dude. <laughs> Congratulations on having strong swimmers, sir. Yeah, let's go, baby. Yes, yes, yes. Very happy for you. Big Dog Oton, my guy, don't have a problem uh, either. Kyrie, don't have a problem with Joe, the owner. No, I think Joe handled, Joe side did no, what he should have he does. Wait, wait, wait. Don't have a problem with either Kyrie. Do have a problem with Joe, the owner. Oh, my bad. What do you have a problem with? I think Joe, well, the problem I have with Joe Sai is he should have cut him when the whole anti-Semitism thing happened. Well, yeah. And he didn't. And I think Joe Sai is a pushover. That's what I think. I think Joe Sai is absolutely a pushover. So could yeah. be wrong. Yeah, could be. Could be wrong. I don't know. But I just think that, I don't know. That's just me. I think that there is no doubt in my mind that Joe Sai is a pushover. Yeah. And he's a problem. Yeah. Just my opinion. Yeah. And my Monty fan. League Pass has been so garbage lately. You know, I travel a lot for with, uh, for work and have a new iPad. LP only gives me issues. So what am I paying for? Rather watch our members-only IG for updates. Well, there you go. Yeah, I mean, I think you got to look at, you know, without getting into your specific situation, I guess, like you got to look at your setup. I mean, are you, do you have, do you have cellular on that iPad? If you have cellular leak pass should treat you really well, because if you're not on Wi-Fi, they can't track IP address and you should be able to watch anything you need to watch. I know they also check zip codes. So like, I don't know what issues is it giving you though? Are you running into blackouts? Are you like, well, what is you the... travel so much. I think it's probably difficult to, to constantly get authorized or reauthorized. I think that's probably the issue. Uh, Ken Williams, what's up, my favorite farmer? Good to see you. Jaron Eccles says, Blazing Saddles is legendary. Where are the white women at? Yeah. It is one of the greatest movies yes. of all time. Yep. You have to understand time and space. Yes. When was that movie made? When was it released? You could not release that movie today, in my opinion. No. I think people would lose their mind. Would lose their mind. Jason Dent, good morning. Will, will you have David Weiss on your show if I set it up? He would love to do it. You talking about David Weiss? Isn't he? Is he? A, is he the, the snowboarder? Do I have that wrong? Who are you talking about, man? Did, do you mean the trumpeter? Tell me which David Weiss. Yeah, you which want us David to have. Weiss are you talking about? I mean, you know, we will put David Weiss. 
Tell me which one, because there's a bunch. Yeah. You know, it's up to you, though. Anyway. The climateer. Yeah. You know. Uh, oh, he mean. Oh, I know what he means. He means the professor. He means the professor. For what? Um, flat. He's an anti-flat earther. Oh. That would be amazing. Got it. Got that it. Would be got, amazing. it got it. Got it. Got it. Big, big Dog says, don't have a problem uh, either, Kyrie. Do have a problem with Joe. Uh, Capazzo says, being a dad is the best thing ever. Congrats, Greg. It really is sometimes, depending on, you know. <laughs> uh, Jaron Eccles says, Major League is an underrated movie not many people have seen. Yeah, it's, mm. it's such a clicky movie, though. Uh, you know the thing that I, I... So I agree. So I have, and we've discussed this with movies, you have your all-time greats as far as movies. Gladiator, 1,000% is in that group. Yep. For me, Dark Knight's in that group. And yep. for me, Inception is in that group. Yep. This Interstellar movie is not in that group. However, Interstellar to me was was such just a, a deep movie, bro. Like from Buddy dying in space or you thought he was going to die and then it comes full. Like it just was. Okay. You have to allocate uh, like two and a half hours to it. But man, it was it's a great movie. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. I don't. Uh, San Diego State, what's up, Glenn? How's the, uh, how's the Traeger? Uh, Mayor of Kingstown is epic, and for me, there is so much more available on Paramount+. Plus. And by the way, having YouTube TV subscription, you can tap into the Paramount Network. Well, tapping in, Is Zoe's. that right? Yes, so, you did! Yes, you did! Tell me about that, Glenn, because I have YouTube TV subscription. Does that mean I get Paramount Plus for free? Does that mean I get a discount? Because I paid 24 bucks for the Mayor of Kingstown, and it was worth it. Yeah. Jeremy Renner is so, so, so good in that, in that film, in that show, rather. Oh, my God. Uh, Kanai Johnson, what if the Jazz don't make any moves till the summer and we just go with the crew for a playoff push? I think you would be hurting yourself because you'd be losing draft assets. Yeah. And those assets are how you build your team. So you but have I think to think about... you're a playing team if you do nothing. You're... Oh, if you do nothing, I think you are a 10, 11, 12 kind of team. Yeah. I think you're a free. The problem is you're not like a four, five, six, yeah. or even like a seven, eight, nine. You are a 10, 11, 12. Yes. You're on the. Don't play intramurals, like, brother. And the issue is if you're healthy the rest of the year, you're, you're right there on the edge. If the Lakers are healthy the rest of the year, they're mid table. Because again, don't forget in the NBA, have you guys looked at the standings in the West specifically? <laughs> the Lakers are two games behind the Jazz in the 10th spot. But the Clippers, the, the, do you understand that the Jazz are two games out of the, the fourth spot? Three games out of the third spot in the West. That's why there's so many buyers at the deadline. And the Jazz yes. know where they are and who they are. Yeah. But that's why, I'm telling you, man, the only teams that are out of it are the Spurs and the Rockets. And I think the Rockets are terrible. Yeah. They're terrible. Like, do you guys understand that the freaking Hornets and Pistons have lost 40 games along with the Rockets. <coughs> oh, my God. Yeah, well, when you don't have Kate Cunningham, that's what happens. Oh, my God. The East isn't much better, by the way. But at least there's some delineation between, like, Miami's eight and a half back, and they're, like, four up yeah. on Washington in the 10th spot. Yeah. So they have some separation. The West is just stacked on top of each other. Yes. Like crazy. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says the NBA app is a huge dumpster fire. Agreed. Man. Agreed. Agreed. Ryan Smith is under a Let's lot see, of pressure, man. But this is why I say YouTube TV. 
And this is why I'm telling you, I keep advocating for, and especially once the Jazz get the fresh TV deal, because I guarantee you'll be able to get on YouTube TV. Once that happens, there's literally no reason to be on DirecTV because now you have a thing. Yeah. And I'm speaking directly to like guys like New York Monty fan or I guess Eric and Raleigh. YouTube TV, you can access anywhere. It's super easy. They have yeah. an app, pops right up on your phone, no problem. And then if you can just tack on like the league pass or whatever, and they can all work together, it's perfect. It's it's the synergy it that is. we've been waiting for in mobile streaming TV for how long? And that's what I'm saying. Like once the jazz, I can get the jazz on YouTube TV, it's over. It's absolutely over. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. My, uh, Jason Dent says uh, David Weiss is a flat earther. Oh, he's flat earther. Okay. Oh, he is a flat earther. Yeah, okay. he is. Uh, my best friend is... Weenies from old school. Oh, is that right? Nice. And my Monty fan, what is this flat earth uh, deal? People really believe the earth is flat. Oh, not, oh my God. You not heard of this? Yeah. Oh, Ky my God. Kyrie is one of the leading flat earthers in the world. Yeah. They believe they believe there's an edge. They believe that you can fall off the earth. Yep. And they believe that's why every map ever made is flat. Yep. Totally agree. Ken Williams says, poor Jake, LOL, sometimes. What you mean? I don't know. I think we have a good father-son relationship. Yeah, what did I miss? Uh, no, I'm being serious. What did I miss? I don't understand that comment. We were talking about something. I'm, I cracked you for something about Interstellar, I'm sure. I can't remember what I said now. It's been three minutes. Jason says, does the Monty Show have an official VPN? We do not. We do not. James How would Knight? that help you if we did? Because he wants to use a VPN. Uh, James Knight says, Charlie Sheen walking out from the bullpen to the music from uh, <laughs> of Wild Thing was epic. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, Jason says flat earthers take the Bible too literally. Uh, Devin Pohl says, go get stoned and watch interstellar. Then it will be a top tier movie for you. Monty. Dude. Hey, listen, listen, dude. I'm telling you, man, I know it's interstellar. Awesome. It's some space movie. That's amazing. It's not about space. No, it's, it's not. not about, it's just not like there's a deeper message there, man. Yep, I agree. Hey, uh, go crush the like button, please, while you're watching the program. We appreciate it. Ken Williams says, I've been watching Your Honor. I don't know Your Honor. What is it, Ken? Uh, Monty fan says, uh, Bullies of Baltimore 30 for 30 last night was good to watch. Love when we talk TV movies. Gives me ideas for what to watch and not waste my time. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, the mayor of Kingstown. Did the first episode yeah. right out of the gate. Yeah. And then Iris shows up and... Oh, man, dude, I'm telling you. Can I, Johnson, bro, why have to watch uh, Gladiator with uh, Cuba Goody Jr.? Don't know what that means, dude. Cuba Gooding Jr. is not a Gladiator. Yeah. He's not. No. Uh, San Diego State says, nope, Paramount Network is a separate app. Ah, damn. Uh, get a fire stick and you get everything. Yeah, but it's messy, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Monty, why don't you like, uh, what don't you like about the Nuggets? The Nuggies. And I know people hate when I, I describe it this way. I just don't feel like, I just don't feel like, and this is my opinion, I just don't feel like the dad god bod. Yeah. The dad bod god. Yeah. I don't feel like Nikola Jokic has it. Phenomenal player. But does he have it? Now that Jamal Murray's healthy and he's back to being Jamal Murray. I'm a man. Michael Porter Jr. Like they have kind of a group. Yeah. But Nikola Jokic is going to take them as far as they're going to go. And I just, I want to see him do it. Yeah. 
I think it'd be phenomenal for Denver if they won. Yeah. I would love to see them in an NBA Finals. How would they match up with a Boston? I don't know. Does Boston get Kelly Olynyk back? Does Boston get a Jared Vanderbilt? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That'll be interesting. Um, we'll see. I, I don't know. Uh, MCG says, or MGC says, Utah gets an NBA championship until 2030. I think in the next, I think they will be um, a fringe playoff team again next year. I think in two years, they will be a mid four or five team. And I think in three seasons, they'll be competing for an NBA championship. That's right, T. I believe in Danny. I do. Uh, Ron Nolan says, have you seen Killer Joe, Matthew McConaughey movie? No. I haven't. You know, that's the other comparison. Thank you for bringing that up, Ron. The Lincoln Lawyer? Yeah. Very similar. um, Great movie. Mayor of Kingstown. He has very Lincoln Lawyer vibes. Yeah. Very Lincoln Lawyer vibes. Uh, Speaking of Lakers, LeBron James has 36 points left until he breaks the record. He has a match against OKC on February 7th if he's available to play. Oh, he will be. He would tomorrow. Yeah, he's going to break it at crypto. He's going to break it. Yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah, 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 no doubt. Hullabilly, Hell on Wheels, and Justified are, are pretty great shows. Justified's really good. I've seen bits and pieces. Capazzo says if the Jazz games end up on YouTube TV, I'm in at that point. Facts. You, you, Facts. you should get YouTube TV. That's right, T. I'm telling you, you should. Tyler P., if you're still using cable TV, then you're doing it wrong. I'm kind of coming around to that. I'm kind of coming My only that. problem, again, like quite literally, the only reason that I'm on DirecTV is the Jazz. Like, that's it. Like, I'm And not... I, I like my League Pass so I don't have to watch the Jazz broadcast. And DirecTV League Pass is different than League Pass on the app. Yes. DirecTV League Pass, you don't deal with any of those issues. You, you can get any away feed you want. Like, it's worth it in season to be on DirecTV. I agree. Jacob DeLambo. Saw, dude. I dabbled in Flat Earth. The earth is supposedly surrounded by giant ice walls. Stop. Do people, be- do people believe that shit? Like, what is, th- is this like the, the dragon show on game? Of- is this game of Thrones? The wall. Is that what this is? Like, that's so crazy. Man. Come on. We, we've been to outer space. We've been to the moon, dude. I watched interstellar. Come on. Are, are you kidding me? Like I've seen Apollo. Yeah. But, but again, but remember, the flat earthers think the moon landing was fake. Do that people it was shot believe in the that? desert. Yeah. Do people believe that? Yeah, the flat earthers think that's all fake. Man. Uh, have you guys seen Tulsa King? No, no. but I want to see Tulsa King. That looks so good. Uh, Jack Rumsey, dude, you're becoming a show favorite. Yeah. Have you guys seen The Wire? Watching it yes. right now. Oh, yes, my God. The dude, Wire. Jack, my man. Dude, The Wire is so good. Yes. Oh, it's so good. Tyler P. says, love the fire stick. Wait, is that a euphemism for something else? This is a family program, Tyler. Come on. Um, Anyway, Monty fam, do you have Illuminati in you? Because there's no way the earth is flat. It is not flat. It's round. Seriously. Like, seriously. You can believe in a round earth and still eat flats. I hope everyone knows that. Hey. Nobody eats flats. Hey. Stop it. You bring up... Hey. At least bring up hot dog sandwiches. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, San Diego State says Tulsa King is great. Jaron Eccles says, do flat earthers know about airplanes? Seriously, dude. Do they know about Chinese weather balloons? <laughs> also, by the way, on Chinese weather balloons, you guys understand this whole thing. This whole thing's much ado about nothing. 
Mm-hmm. But that I, I'm now we find out that during previous administrations, Obama, Trump, and now Biden, they've flown their balloons over the United States airspace. Yeah, and we never shot one down. Yeah, like two during Obama's term, three during Trump's term. Yeah, now this one, and there were and two. Please, by some please save us the breath. Trumpers, please. Let's not fight over Let's it today. Let's not but, fight over it today, but please. I want to know. It's in 47 feet of water. Have they recovered it yet? I don't think they've I recovered think it they're yet. They're working on it, yeah. I really hope they recover that thing. I want to see what's up there. That was a top-tier Merca moment, though, watching that F-22 shoot that thing down. Dude, that, that moment, that missile disintegrated. Yeah, dude, that. that thing was incredible. We did a short on that that just crushed, bro. People were about it. That was awesome. Yeah. I love American military might. Yes. I do. Um, I love I it, do. dude. I love it. I do. I, I am a I'm here for it. And I love our military and I love I love watching stuff like that. Devin Pohl says uh, political tensions are heating up. No, they're not. That's what we're trying to avoid. My point was this is not like it's not a political thing. It's a China thing. Right? Like it's a it's a China thing. Like they're poking the bear. Yep. Poking the bear, man. Yep. I'm telling you. San Diego State says, wow, Jake, round earth still eats flat. You made me see laugh. See what I did there? You see me working right now. Do you see that some of my best material right there? Some of my best material. Come on. I why why flats? Why <laughs> of all the things I like of all the things that my kid could be. <laughs> maybe, maybe you need I mean, to knock on God's door again. <laughs> Why do you have to eat? Of I all the things you could be, why can't you be a leper instead of a flat eater? Like a leper. Like a leper. <laughs> the Dark Knight. Where does it is the Dark Knight in contention for one of the greatest movies? Yes, it's ever. in my group. Yeah. 100%. Oh, it is. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Gladiator. Ooh. That's what I said. My my top three okay. for me are Gladiator, The Dark Knight, and Inception. Those three are in a class of their own. I you know again I really. Really enjoyed Interstellar, but it has that serious, like, impact you type thing where these other three, they're just great movies that no, I can Ken, really enjoy. Ken Williams, you need to tell us about weird things that happen with cows. I was watching a YouTube video the other day, I think it was. Like, they say that aliens come to farms and mess with cows. Do you guys believe in stuff like that? Ken Williams, you're the local farmer on the show. Where are we at on, on, on life besides Earth and all that stuff? Are we... Stop. Well, that's what you brought. You stop. opened the door to it. You're talking well, about aliens I, cow tipping. You're the asshole who brought up. Inter, you brought up Interstellar. Oh. Whose fault is this? Is your fault? You brought up Interstellar. Well, he died in space. I am the you know. father. <laughs> you brought up Interstellar. Don't be, yeah, don't be pointing at me, Darth Vader. Are you kidding me? But I'm curious if 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 Ken Williams or anybody else who is a farmer on this show. Do do aliens mess with cows? Because I've seen some stuff on the internet. And are the are the you know I don't even know what they're called. I don't know the proper nomenclature, but like you know the signs that you see in all the movies from no. aliens see, and, and all that. And now you start stuff like this. This is what it, you start talking about. Flat <laughs> ah, flats are amazing, bro. No, they're not. I have testosterone. I take Tunga Ali. I have testosterone in my but body. No one's going to disrespect me. Flats are. Amazing. I'm not afraid to die. Says the Minnesota Wild fan. When I die, I'm going to paradise. Then I have to say Jared Eccles, who's a Blackhawk fan. God bless you, sir. There's no way we're the only intelligent life in the universe. Well, 
Do you guys buy that? Do you believe in aliens? And I don't know, man. I don't know. I just, I just that's why. But there's Ken Williams. Ken. Love you, Ken, bro. Love you, Ken, Ken. I need to know. Do aliens come to your farm and mess with your cows? Ken, do you have cows? I, are you, a, are you, a, is that part of your deal? Or are I, you just doing, I, I, know, know. I know for a fact that Ken grows food. I know oh, that. God, why? <laughs> please. God. God, please. <clears throat> Greg Hawkins is having a child who is a boy. He knows that when you have a penis, you eat drums. Please, God, if you can hear me, God, God, are you up there? Hey, Claw. <laughs> hey, Claw, can you inform Greg Hawkins he's about to be a father and saying reckless things like the meat on flats are better than drums can lead to imminent death? <laughs> right? Like, you can't possibly imminent believe. death. You can't. Final. Nobody likes flats. Nobody likes flats, bro. Like, what are we doing, Greg? I like flats. Greg, you're about to be a father. You can't just blurt out obscenities like, Quiet. No, the meat on flats is way better than drums. <laughs> are you kidding me right now? Anyway. Wow. I hope you guys are amused. Uh, let's see. MGC says Jake's fault all the way. Well, 100%. Well. Uh, Kanai Johnson says aliens cow tipping. <laughs> True story. I So when I was in high school, a bunch of my friends went cow tipping and I was too scared to go. I did not jump over the fence. <laughs> I did not. I did not. I, you know, San Diego State says, I love the U.S. military might too. However, we can build one less aircraft carrier every decade and allocate that money to education. The long-term benefits are undeniable. I don't disagree with that. Uh, Ken Williams says, they mess with my bulls, LOL. They'll be sorry. <laughs> Yeah, Kenny. How no, many, how many real, head of cattle Ken, you have, Ken? Ken, for real though, have you ever had? And I'm not saying it's aliens, but like weird stuff. Like, yeah, weird you know things I mean? tend to happen like just, on farms. Yeah, you like get just, like crop circles or anything, or there's got you got you're in. I, I think Ken, you're in Montana, where the only thing that happens is everything's frozen. I mean, there's you know, uh, Jeremy Bolton says, "Trust me, bro." Sources tell me there is other intelligent life. The universe is too big, <laughs> yo. I tend to agree with that. I tend to agree with that, think, and and uh, I agree with aliens cow tipping. Yeah, here's the deal, though. Aliens cow tipping. We don't have <gasps> a grasp or a proper understanding of how small we really are Ooh. compared to the size. Well, when it gets cold, obviously you know. Right? Yeah. I mean, it, you know. How we're a size it, fifteen? Yeah, you know. Oh I believe you. I agree with you. We have no idea how small we like, really are. Like, we're less As than a, a grain species. of sand in the ocean, dude. Oh. Like, we're tiny. And then think about the hu human beings as a species. We're yeah. like, we're nothing, dude. I'm telling you. We're, we are, no. Eric and Raleigh says, Jake, flats are amazing and the Minnesota Timberwolves are in the Eastern Conference. You know, Eric, <laughs> I expect better, bro. That, that... Oh, that, that joke. That's amazing. That is an amazing reference. Ama it, that's it, we dude, see your experience on the forever, show. That's incredible. Forever, Eric but we and Raleigh. Need, we need to get some new material. Oh, my God. 
Awesome. Uh, Hullabilly says, just accept it, Monty. No, I won't. Drums over flats. It's quite uh, simple, so I don't know why motherfuckers be overcomplicating Yeah, well, it's drums over flats. Don't cut, try to tweak it. Uh, talking with Raphael podcast. With the flats, you can spread that wing open. Okay, listen. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Settle down. Raphael is piping. <laughs> I'm going to pipe that flat. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Jacob DeLambo says, did you see they found a dead whale in Utah? No, what? they did not. No, they did Stop not. It. Stop you it. Got, you got you to find a story. Wait. You got to share a story. Yeah. You, they did. No, okay, they did not. Okay, pulls out the Google machine. No, they did not. Dead whale, Utah. Yeah. Did they really find a dead whale in Utah? Mysterious remains of a whale found in a field in Utah. Okay, when was this written? What the? When? Okay, server's down, website's dead. Yeah, yeah. big surprise. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah, it dropped off Who by, the hell knew? It fell off the side of a flat earth because the moon's flat too. Okay, December 7th, 2014, the OC Register did a story on this. That's crazy. James Knight says, I love when you tap into God, Monty. I need to, with Jake. Yeah, as a co-host. Tapping, you know what I'm saying? Tapping. Serious? It was found in Farmington. Allegedly. So that's a true story. Yeah. Wow. They found the remains of a whale in Farmington in a field. Tom Cruise is an alien. He is from the planet Xanadu. Okay, where is Xanadu? I don't know. You'd have to go ask L. Ron Hubbard. Uh, Kanai Johnson, (laughs) aliens are trying to to barbecue with asado seasoning. Uh, that's why they're cow tipping. Well, that's you know. what I'm saying. Well, who doesn't want some asado? You know, you do something for me. You know. Uh, Ken says yes. I have 600 head of wow uh, head and chickens and ducks. Damn, frogwa. No, anybody? but Ken, come on, dude. Seriously, I, and I know I've asked a couple times. Has anything odd happened? Like any, like sounds, things, uh, stuff. Like I, you know, I don't. Uh, yeah, Ken's not. Ken's not in Montana. He's in Wyoming. Oh, he's in Wyoming. He's in, my he's bad. in Wyoming. Uh, my bad. He's in Wyoming. My bad. Uh, Mike Phillips says, I hate when you hit a bite of cartilage in a drum. Doesn't happen Facts. with flats. That's true, dude. That's actually true. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, a couple more. Then we got to roll today. Uh, Kenneth says, great show. Appreciate that, Kenneth. Thank you. Brother says, okay, I believe uh, I believe <laughs> you, Raphael. But seriously, time to find Luminati and bring Jake with you because... He's talking about the word flat. Oh, no, I broke my back. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it just, things happen. I don't know what to tell you, dude. Don't know what to tell you. Yeah, that's a great question by Eric and Raleigh. Do you have eggs, Ken Williams? Yeah. Ken Williams says, Jake, no. Jake needs uh, an X-Files sting. Yes, he does. (laughs) That's not an X-Files sting. (laughs) Do-do-do-do-do-do. Yeah, X, unfortunately can't play that song. Yes, it's a great song. Yes. Uh, Ken Williams says, yes, I have eggs. Can you fertilize your own eggs? Um, <laughs> that came out way wrong. Uh, Jaron Eccles says, I'd like to know what planet Jennifer Aniston is from and volunteer to populate that planet. Oh, Me too. man, dude. Me too. Facial recognition. I'm saying. Dude. Dude. That she is. Uh, MGC says, agree, Jaron. Yeah, I think we all agree on that one, bro. I'm telling you. Yeah. My wife jokes with me because I do have a uh, certain predilection to older women. <laughs> I'm a huge fan. Hey, have you have you, uh, have you been to Draper lately? Yeah, the MILFs of Draper. <laughs> Good you Lord. Know, you know, just, you know, there's some, you know, 
older folk Ron down Nolan there? Ron Nolan says there are over 100 billion stars in our galaxy. There are more galaxies than there are grains of sand on Earth. Yeah, that's my point. You know. Um, Jeremy Bolton says, can we end the show with Jake disturbing the peace in Zion? I mean, we can, but nobody really wants to see you destroying, you know, our, our beautiful national parks and stuff, do they? Mm-hmm. Did we not? No, it's there. You passed it. Scroll down, scroll down, scroll where down, scroll down. Right there, right there. Right below. Damn. There you go. So, by the way, real quick. Yeah. The Audi's in the shop. Yeah, so, okay, walk me through this. So, you go to turn it on, obviously, it doesn't turn on. But Yeah, like- the Audi's been fine. Klaus is one of the more reliable cars that we, we have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I um, I love my I love my ride. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of it, um, and I went. I got in about three months ago. Wouldn't start. Just wouldn't um, start. Had it taken to Audi and Lehigh. Oh, dude, we don't want to replace the battery. It's like two thousand dollars to do the batteries. There's two of them. They're big. But we charge it fully. It'll be fine. You'll never have another problem until Saturday Oh, night. so I had that wrong. So they didn't do the full replacement last no, time. No, they wouldn't do. They refused yeah, to do they it. they refused to do it. That's so right. I get in the car yeah. on Saturday, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I get that. You know when your battery's dead, it just goes click, 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 yes. click, click. Terrible. Damn. Dude. And then the dashboard you know, lights up with service car immediately. You're... F- we are not going interstellar today. So <laughs> I call my insurance company. And this tow company came out, did a great job. You know, if you have an Audi, you cannot put it into neutral if the battery's dead. Uh-huh. If the car is not running, it will not go into neutral. Uh-huh. The guy gets on YouTube because, well, you can find out everything on YouTube. Facts. There's a little box underneath the car that you have a tool. You put it in the box, turn the tool, the car goes into neutral. Rolled it out of the garage, put did it up on the flatbed. I did. Yeah. I, it rolled, it, it's kind of downhill out of my garage. Yeah. So it rolled out nice and easy, and but it was just a really difficult experience. But anyway, so my insurance company calls me after I put in the request, and they're like, hey, just want to make sure that uh, the, the provider is there at your house. They've been unreliable in the past, so we're just double-checking. <laughs> I'm like, first, the first thing I thought was, this only happens to me. If you felt these balls. The second thing I thought was... <laughs> Wow, this feels good. And I'm like, yeah, dude's here. Everything's fine. Like, why would you? A, you're, I use American family. You're American family. If they have been unreliable in the past, why are you still using them? And by the way, they were great. The guy that came out was, was awesome. Yeah. It's freaking fantastic. That was really good. But this is going to cost me thousands. This is going to cost me thousands of dollars today. See, what do you want we're about? getting comments about Lexus. Don't come in Stop, here no. with Lexus, dude. Audi is no Lexus, dude, but it'll do. Dude, Bro. Lexus is a glorified Toyota, and there's Bro. no getting away from it. Uh, Arlington Bear says, Monty, watch your YouTube reaction videos to Blazing Saddles. Watch YouTube reaction videos to Blazing I love Blazing Saddles. Yeah. I will do that. Uh, Jennifer Aniston was hot back in 1845, and let me tell you, she is not even a member of SAG in 1995 or 2005. You know. No, just, she's, she's still hot, dude. She's fine, dude. Hell. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Kanai Johnson says, oh, yeah, Monty, I see you drove the Jeep to work today. Looks beast. Yeah. How do you know I drove the Jeep to work today? Probably drives by here. I don't know. 
Can That's kind of weird, but... Or maybe he knows that you have the Jeep. How do you know that I drove my Jeep? Yeah, how do you know that, dude? That's a little freaky. Jared says, guys, 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 has anyone watched MILF Manor yet? I have not, and I am not going to lower myself to that. It's just not worth it. Thank you. (laughs) I'm not doing it. I'm not. Uh, Josh Mose says, German cars are a pain, though. But see, that's... but Okay, I disagree. I disagree, dude. German cars are a pain in the ass when you Mm. don't maintenance them. But I maintenance the shit out of my car. Yeah. The problem is, so here's the deal, though. Here's here's what I will say. I'm really curious to see how this will play out. Klaus has Klaus runs beautifully, smooth, everything you'd want. Like I, 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 that car has never missed a maintenance. And, nothing. And so what I'm curious about, because there is this whole narrative that German cars suck and they're they're costly to maintenance. German cars are tech infused, so yes. they take more battery power. So to me, I'm curious. Hey, the car's got you know, 50,000-ish miles or so, and it's time. The problem is, like in the Subi, you can take a box battery out of it, put a new one in, and you're like good to I go. Like I did with the Jeep. Like when the Jeep, with the Jeep. The yeah, Jeep sat exactly. for eight weeks at yes. one point, and Which I had to replace the battery. <laughs> yeah. I had to replace the battery. No problem. 200 bucks in, out, gone. Done. This is fucking America. You can't even guess where the battery is in that car. No. You know. That's the problem. You know, uh, can I, or excuse me, Raphael says Aniston is still amazingly beautiful. Mm-mm, dessert. Uh, my Volkswagens are no Audi, but they'll I do. I like certain Volkswagens. I'm with you, bro. Joshua the Bala gets the final comment today, and he says, Mommy Aniston. Wow. There you go. All right, that's the program for today. Good talk, guys. Love all of you. Thanks for being here. Make sure you uh, consider joining our membership. It gives you exclusive access. Members only on uh, Instagram. That's worth the whole thing. Lots of stuff coming down the pipe. God bless you. I love you. You guys are all amazing. The Monty Show is, as always, presented by our good friends at The Advocates. Theadvocates.com. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.